MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is April 19th. It's a Wednesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the New Jersey Forest Fire Service is working to contain a wildfire that is threatening 30 structures in Burlington County. The flames were spotted uh, around 11.48 a.m. Tuesday off of Route 542 and River Road in Washington Township. Officials said the flames consumed 257 acres and it's about 65% contained. Old Church Road and River Road are still closed. Uh, Route 542 has since reopened. Those traveling on uh, Route 542 are reminded to use caution while traveling as smoke conditions may exist. There are no evacuations in place. Fire officials fear more fires will break out this month due to the dry conditions. Uh, the chief of the New Jersey Forest Fire Service said these dry conditions, dry hot conditions that we are seeing now is what you usually see in August, or sorry, in July, not in April. About 20 to 25 firefighters will be patrolling the perimeter of the fire in case it jumps a fire line that's been created. Officials are still investigating the cause of the fire. Yeah, we're getting some really wild... Um alerts as of the dry conditions yeah. uh, lately. So I'm curious, is this anywhere near that fake GPS uh, coordinate for the casino out there? <laughs> oh, that's the right. Borgata. Yeah. The Borgata. <laughs> I'd hate to think that that would be... Uh... So I was driving up the, not only the um, uh, New Jersey Turnpike, but also the Garden State Parkway on Sunday. Um, I saw a rugby match up there. Right. And there were signs that said, like, don't flick your oh, ashes. Yeah. yeah, don't flick your ashes, your your cigarettes out the window because of these conditions. Absolutely, I yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I, recently, this was maybe about a month ago or so, I was driving uh, and drove through the, where you the smoke was, you know, affecting the roadway. And you could uh. see it. I mean, it was like a blanket across the road. And I didn't know at the time what it was. And then I checked the news and it was a forest fire. Mm. A parking garage collapsed Tuesday in Lower Manhattan's financial district, killing one worker, including five, uh, injuring five and crushing cars as concrete floors fell on top of each other like a stack of pancakes, officials said. Vehicles tumbled into what looked like a frozen frozen stream of sedans and uh, SUVs. People nearby described a fearsome rumbling followed by screams. In a video taken by a bystander, two women are seen running out saying the building fell while we were inside it. Authorities believed they accounted for everyone inside the building, but searches continued Tuesday evening to make sure no one was in any of the squashed cars. One garage employee was rescued via a neighboring roof after being trapped on an upper floor. The garage caved in at about 4 p.m., a few blocks from City Hall and the Brooklyn Bridge, and about a half a mile from the New York Stock Exchange. It wasn't immediately clear what caused the collapse. City Buildings Department records show that the three-story structure has been a garage at least since the 1920s, and there are no recent permits for construction. Messages were left for a parking company that lists the garage as one of its properties. The collapse left the building completely unstable and firefighters had to pull out because of the danger conducting searches instead with a drone and robotic dog. First, it was spotted lanternflies. Now, it's a highly invasive disease that could be affecting trees at neighborhood parks, college campuses, and nature parks all across New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Horticulturists say beech leaf disease is rapidly spreading across the area, causing beech leaves to darken and crinkle and ultimately prevents photosynthesis and kills beech trees. Mm. Forestry experts say many beautiful beech trees are being killed in Berks County right now. A big concern is that the disease can't be spotted in its early stages. The culprit of the beech tree killer is not visible to the naked eye, making it difficult for horticulturists to recognize before it's too late. Uh, The disease is caused by tiny microscopic roundworms called 
called uh, nematodes. The nematodes infest the beech tree leaves and eventually take over the entire growth until the leaves curl and fall, fall off. As experts are also warning uh, that it's not just the beech trees in nature preserves that are dying. European beech trees that can be found on college campuses are also being threatened. Several treatments are being tested, but there isn't a known cure at this point. Anyone with a beech tree in their backyard is advised to keep an eye on it. If you notice a thinning canopy or a change in the coloration of the leaves, experts suggest that you call an arborist. In sports this morning... The Phillies split their doubleheader against the White Sox last night in Chicago. The Phillies won the first game 7-4, but were shut out in the second game. I did it! And lost, yeah, and lost 3-0. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first game uh, is scheduled for 2-10. The, the Sixers, who lead their first-round series against the Nets, two games to none, are off until tomorrow night when the series will resume with Game 3 in Brooklyn. Tip-off is at 7.30. In the other series, the Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks 119-106 last night in Boston and now lead that series two games to none. The New York Knicks lost to the Cavaliers in Cleveland 107-90, and that that series is also tied at one in the Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns beat the LA Clippers 123 to 109, and that series is tied at one. There were four game ones in the NHL, NHL playoffs, and the visiting team won in all four games. The New York Rangers beat the New Jersey Devils 5-1. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 7-3 in the Western Conference. The Winnipeg Jets beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1, and the Seattle Kraken beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-1. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. Midweek, we're here. It's a Wednesday morning and Wednesdays we do a couple things that we will continue to do. We're going to go on Fox Good Day. We'll do that around 7.55. We have a secret text word today. Your chance to win a $50 Metro Diner gift card or dining card, I guess as they say. And you can now text the word secret to 39333. It's up nice. So uh, we'll send you a word. We'll ask you to call in later with the word the designated caller wins the prize. And we'll give away a random one too. So why not go for it? Uh, we also have lots of money to give away today. Lots of money. We'll give away a lot of money. Yeah, so it's uh, the MMR Concert Cash, and not only do you get the $1,000, but tickets to the MMRBQ coming up in September. We hope you bought your tickets, but if not, you can try to win them, or you can do both. That'd be a pretty sweet deal, too. So make sure you get that, uh, and in order to get that, you will need to be with us around 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock and noon and 3 and 5. You can pick one of those two. Those are all those for your chances to win, but we alone here on the President Steve Show today have two chances for you to win that money and the tickets so let's get that going why not all right so it's forward momentum we'll take a break we'll come back the entertainment report the stupid question up when we return let's work through this wednesday together we'll be right back don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says hey alexa open mmr uh did it work no okay well maybe hey alexa Wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up, some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question prize. Today, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see comedians Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. They are going to be performing at the Met on June 17th. question that I have for you this morning. Which famous musical duo also recorded under the name Tom and Jerry? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. Which famous musical duo also recorded under the name Tom and Jerry? 215-263-WMMR. I'll mention a few birthdays while we wait that phone call from you. Today is the 19th day of April. We'll start with a big one. Uh, Mr. Tim Curry celebrates a birthday today. Love Tim Curry. Frank Inferter from yes. uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is where he burst onto the scene. He was like, the freakiest thing you'd ever oh seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. And just uh, just an over-the-top presence. But great. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Outstanding. I absolutely love that. Same guy appears in Hunt for Red October. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, what well, was he in? Um, Legend? No, I was not thinking of that. Was he in one of the uh, Home Alone movies, the second one? Mm. No. I'm thinking of where he plays a concierge of a hotel. Oh, but maybe. Possibly. Yeah, Marissa gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, it was Home Alone too. That's right, yeah. Uh, but he suffered a stroke a few years ago, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, performing uh, not really for him no, any longer. No, he still, he still possesses, he's still sharp, yeah. and I've seen him uh, engaging with fans on Twitter. Uh, he is celebrating his 77th birthday today. My kids know the songs from Rocky Horror Picture Show now, so it's great when they come on. They know more of the lyrics than I do. I never got to see an actual oh. screening in a theater. I did a you few did? times, yeah. but you know what the thing was? Is they were always midnight showings, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I never stayed awake to the end. I really? literally yeah. fell asleep. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, I realized the big finale is happening. I mean, we were smoking weed in the theater, so you could do that then. Yeah, it used to be what they like up in New York. They'd have them at what they called art houses, mm-hmm. which would also show porn. But it was fun to watch the people do their thing. Uh, so oh yeah, he is uh, seventy-seven years old today. Kate Hudson turns a year older as well. Goldie Hawn's daughter. I like her. Yeah, I do too. She is uh, forty-four today. I remember when when Almost Famous first came out. I didn't love that movie right out of the gate. It was one of those I was kind of yeah. like, eh. And now I just adore I love it. it. And she is fantastic in it. And she's great in uh, Glass Onion. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Knives yeah. Out. Yep. So happy 44th to her. Uh, the lovely Ashley Judd. She's has lovely. Her, her, her birthday as well. Uh, Double Jeopardy. Kiss the girls. She had a, uh, a bad uh, physical. She had a, took a fall. Yeah. And uh, had to be carried miles by, I guess, the people leading the safari she was on? I forgot where exactly she was, but she was off in a very remote area, and they had to, yeah, carry her for a a gurney, a long way, 
and it was a leg injury, right? Yes. Like a, like a, a bad severe one. one. A bad one. Um, but she's bounced back from that. Steve, that clip of uh, Pacino saying she's got a great ass, <laughs> that's about uh, Ashley Judd oh, from, yeah, yeah. from Heat. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's talking because Hank Azari is uh, banging her on the side, and, uh, and Pacino talks about the reason why he's doing she's it. she's got a great ass. That's exactly and why. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she's 55. By the way, uh, according to the, the lore of the making of the movie, uh, no one was figuring Pacino would deliver that yeah. line as robustly as he did. Oh Hank Azaria was... She got a great ass! So Pacino's yelling that in Hank Azaria's <laughs> face, and he's like trying to keep a straight face, but he's also a little scared, because yeah. every time he does it, it's Al Pacino yelling great ass right in his face. Right. Uh, so she's 55 today. Uh, Paloma Picasso, mm-hmm. designer and artist, and Loser. Pablo Picasso's yeah. daughter. Is uh, seventy four years old today. Do you find that uh, surrealist stuff intriguing? At I all? do like it. Yeah. I do too. I, 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 listen, yeah. I, I have. I'm too stupid to really appreciate all of this stuff. On, a, I'm sure it's more a fuller level. But I do like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. When you when you start to get to it a little bit deep in the uh, the description of of what it's supposed to represent, you can kind of lose me a little bit. But I know if I appreciate something when I see it, you know. I mean, I'll look at a painting and I'll say. The beauty here is dogs don't play poker. They don't. And here they are. Uh, She is 74 today. Uh, Hayden Christensen, Star Wars Episode uh, 2 and 3. He played uh, Annie. Anakin. (laughs) Bad choice of names. But he got got to um, sort of... Not that he was... Horrible, but he got to redeem himself a little bit with the series. With he the was Obi-Wan. a whiny little bitch in those yeah. movies. For, he, it was being Darth Vader. By the last one, he yeah. got. I think he had gotten a, a little bit more on track. I think in, in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, he was much better. Yeah, um, and that series was good. It wasn't great, but I, I enjoyed him and uh, and Ewan McGregor going at it. Uh, he's 42 today. Uh, James Franco, who's been in a bunch of great things, he's uh, supposed to be staging like a. Um, a comeback. There was a couple of movies. I think he's playing Mussolini in a movie. Really? Yeah. Or wow. Bullwinkle. Okay. Or Bullwinkle. Close. <laughs> uh, so Spider-Man, Pineapple Express, 127 hours, bunch of stuff. Uh, he is 45 today. Uh, Maria Sharapova, the tennis player, uh, is 36 years old today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is uh, Simu Lu. Is that how you pronounce yes. his yeah. last name? Is it Lu? I like that guy. Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi and uh, The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a movie that gets oh, kind of no! passed over. I like that it's movie. It's a good a movie. Do you know what I'm surprised to read? He's really not a martial artist. He's more of a dancer. Oh, oh. Who, who, was, okay. who was taught those moves for the movie. He's going to be in the upcoming Barbie movie, too. Yes. Uh, he good turns dude. Uh, 34 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. I'm curious if you know... Which famous musical duo also recorded under the name Tom and Jerry? And we're going to go to Jim, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jim, who also recorded his Tom and Jerry, please? Uh, that would be Simon and Garfunkel. He's right, yeah. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Hang on, Jim. Got you a pair of tickets to see comedians Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Of the Bad Friends podcast, Saturday, June 17th at the Met, Philadelphia. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. And now, Tom and Jerry. (laughs) It's a brilliant song, but we don't have time to go through the whole thing. No, Just play the first eight minutes. Uh, So, we're going to start with this story. Uh, Speaking with Women's Health for their April cover story, Hayden Panettiere uh, detailed the unsettling symptoms that she experienced while battling an addiction to alcohol and opioids. I uh, shared that <clears throat> she became especially dependent 
on these substances as she struggled with postpartum depression and a neck injury in 2014. She said, I was in a lot of pain. My tolerance got so high so fast that it became a problem. And at one point, she said, my body was like, enough. And she added that, I I hit 30, my face was swollen, I had jaundice, my eyes were yellow, and I had to go to a liver specialist. Jeez, you know, the the image you have of her, or the one we were first introduced to, is like an all-American cheerleader, Mm -hmm. and her life has been pretty miserable. Boy, she was hitting it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, if you've got, you know... If you have jaundice, man, yeah, you, yeah, have, yeah. you have drank yourself to a really dangerous. Well, that's your liver not working. Yeah, yeah. and she, the, the custody of the the kids went to the husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she said I was holding on to weight that wasn't normally there. My hair was thin and coming out in clumps. Jeez. Uh, after enrolling in a twelve step program and receiving trauma therapy, uh, the actress relayed that she is in a better place now. She said I did a lot of work on myself. Uh, after eight months of intensive therapy, I felt like I had this blank canvas to work with. So she's start, wild. Start from scratch. Yeah, and uh, doing way better. I don't know when uh, she went into recovery and how long she's been on a on a better path, but hopefully that will continue. Uh, speaking of being on a better path, this is cool. A uh, guy we've had on many many times and love to talk to, Mike and Molly actor Billy Gardell told Entertainment Tonight in a recent interview that he no longer has type two diabetes. After losing more than 150 pounds. Yeah. Have you seen him? Since the start of the it, pandemic. It's, it's insane how different. I mean, the face is there. You can tell it's him. But it's a whole other guy. Yeah, but also you can't. Like, I was like. I've not. I've not seen him. Yeah, I mean, he. And it sucks because they say, like, when you lose weight, you, uh, you, know, you end up looking a little bit older. So he does look good, oh, but wow. he does look older. Well, yeah, yeah you take a look at, like, um. Uh, oh, from uh, uh, TV, Weatherman. Uh, oh, Al Roker. Al Roker. Yeah, yeah. Lost all that weight. He's kept off that weight. Right. Much more healthy. But because we knew him of that particular right. size for so long, something looks a little well, incorrect. You know what I mean? I also think the weight sort of softens out wrinkles. I think so, too. Yeah. And so, it kind of stretches uh, out your right. skin a little and then, bit. Yeah. And then, exactly. And so that's, that's what we're looking benefit? at here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to look young? Just put on a bunch. Get fat. Get put on 100 pounds. You look fat. What are you, 800 pounds? You look great. Um, so he said, no diabetes. Resting heartbeat went from 113 to 68. Walking out pretty healthy these days. I uh, said, I think that you, you got to find peace with yourself. And at some point, in the mirror and you go, uh, and you, you go, you know, it's probably time to take care of you. And I didn't get that note early on. So I'm a big believer that when you get it, you get it. It doesn't matter when, as long as you get it. Uh, he added that uh, he's tired of hearing other people's opinions when it comes to his body. He said, of course, there's always people online that, you know, uh, when I was heavy, they were like, you're too heavy. And now it's like, are you sick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, and his comment is, can I just walk the earth, please? <laughs> That's what he says. It, but you have to understand, like, John Goodman went through the same transformation. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's still weird to see John Goodman these yeah. days. Last time you saw him, he had a hooker on his back. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. But as somebody who's struggled with their weight for most of uh, my life, it, you know, like I know, like when, when somebody does lose weight and they do it on purpose, like I, I want to be like very, very selective with the language that I yeah. use because I don't want to compliment them in such a way that makes it sound like you they, were a mess before. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about you. I recently, I had uh, I had gotten lazy over like the past year and a half or so and, and started to see my numbers slowly go back up. 
And I just, uh, so in January, I started cracking down, eating properly, exercising, and that stuff. I've lost almost 25 pounds right. nice. since uh, the end of January. And I was thinking about uh, putting together my little, I have a method. I have a little system that uh-huh. I use in getting into a zone. I'm thinking of writing that down and maybe sharing that. Oh, really? Little digital content from Preston uh, Elliott, if you will. Nice. But it's worked for me. And and uh, the key is is, like I would imagine Billy would say, is getting into a routine. That's if it. you can get into a routine, absolutely, you can do it, man. And it's it's diet and exercise. And once you and see your first little um, difference, yeah. then you're off and running. I'd set these little goals along the way. Once I start to hit one or two, I'm like, yes, okay, it works. January said by March, I want to lose 150 pounds. But and <laughs> yeah. look at that, and there you go. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we got beach season coming up, man. You got to get ready for Absolutely. It, it, does it any way or what you did to uh, stop smoking cigarettes? Like, can we eat a ton of something? Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I started doing cocaine. Yeah. Heavily. It's actually and really it good. A lot. It speeds up really your system. Does. Yeah. Your metabolism goes through Drop the roof. Yeah. 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 Some people think there are downsides, and maybe there well, are. You got to look at the so, positives. Yeah. Fresh is going to be that crazy guy on the beach. You know what you are? Glass half full kind of guy. That's what I try. Yeah. That's what I try. All right, Absolutely. so I have unfortunate news that has to do with drugs, but the uh, um, uh, the cause of death for Aaron Carter has been determined. Uh, the musician drowned, but it was after inhaling uh, defluoroethane uh, and taking uh, Xanax. Essentially, it was a compressed air. He was huffing. And he was taking Xanax at the same time. Uh, the report states that Carter was incapacitated while in the bathtub as the drugs took effect, slipping under the surface of the water, and ultimately drowning was what killed him. It makes you wonder if it was on purpose. Uh, interesting. Is, didn't Whitney Houston die the same well, way? Yeah, I've got a little bit more yeah. on a few people who have died that way. But you know what? I mean, that's a pretty... I mean, who huffs in the bathtub? I don't know. I, I don't know the yeah, benefits I don't know. of huffing in a bathtub, but... I mean, there's a, there's a clear danger. Yes, yeah, so as Steve was saying, Whitney Houston died that way, and Dolores O'Riordan died that way from the cranberries as well. Uh, they were, uh, but they were determined to have died in accidental drowning. Right. Uh, but Houston had cocaine in her system. Uh, O'Riordan had alcohol and prescription medication in her. So, yeah, if you're if you're sedating yourself and you're in the bathtub, I think that's a problem. There is a yeah. chance that you could, but I, I don't know if. Um, you know, consciously doing that or not. Yeah, I've never know. really heard of that as a, you know, like you, someone left a note and, yeah. and indicated this is the way I'm going to die. You know, I, I don't know, Case. That's an interesting concept. I'm not sure. So Carter was found dead at his home in uh, Lancaster, California on November 5th. Uh, police sources said at the time that he was found in his bathtub by a house sitter and uh, that there were prescription pills and drug paraphernalia in his bedroom. Uh, drowning, by the way, is the third leading cause of unintentional injury death around the world. Uh, shortly, uh, so his, uh, apparently he was still reeling from the sudden deaths of uh, several family members, including uh, his sister, Leslie, who died of an overdose in 2012 at age 25. And family. dad, Robert, who died in 2017 of an apparent heart attack. A lot of pain. There was a reality show I remember a while ago, and they there was a lot of dysfunctionality going on there. Yeah. Uh, he himself had faced uh, legal troubles and struggled with addiction over the years, for which he sought treatment. He was uh, pulled over for suspicion of DUI less than a week before his death, but officers found that he wasn't under the influence after conducting a field sobriety test. So that's just terrible news all the way around. All right, something lighter happy. and more interesting than that. I wouldn't call this happy. It's pretty weird, but uh, Nicholas Cage is recalling a rather nasty on-set treat. Uh, while Cage and his Renfield co-star, Nicholas Holt, spoke with Yahoo Entertainment recently about their new vampire horror comedy flick. Uh, The actor 
recalled that he once ate live cockroaches while filming a scene for his 1988 cult movie, Vampire's Kiss. It's actually in the movie. Yes. Where he does it. And he says, oh, yeah, I ate it twice (laughs) because the director did it just to prank me. Uh, He told Holt about the experience after he was asked whether he gave his co-star advice on eating bugs in Renfield. Uh, And he said, uh, I'm not one to give advice, but uh, Nicholas ate a potato bug. So he took it to another level, to which Holt replied, the cockroach is worse than a potato bug. I think the cockroaches I got to eat uh, in this were caramel cockroaches. And also, they're they're too, you know, if you're eating like a Madagascar cockroach, that's a whole meal. Mm -hmm. But a smaller regular cockroach, possibly. I remember that scene. It was a pretty, it wasn't like a giant one, but it was a pretty good size Roach. It was sitting there wriggling around in his hand. That is the quintessential over-the-top, wonderful Nick Cage performance. Yeah, if you want to see him just chewing up the scenery and cockroaches, that's the movie. Yep. I mean, he ate that live thing. Yeah. It's crazy. We're watching video of it right now. Chocolate-covered crickets. Mm -hmm. So we did that. Uh, Holtz Renfield character eats bugs to gain superhuman powers granted to him by Dracula and though Holtz cockroaches had uh, caramel flavorings, Cage said his co-star's potato bug cuisine was terrifying to him. <laughs> he said he ate a real potato bug, which is terrifying to me. And so I ate cockroaches. He said, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry I did it at all. Uh, Holt added that the crickets he ate for the film were actually quite yummy due to various flavors added to help them go down easier. Uh, he said the potato bug... Didn't dry out so good, and that tasted every bit of bug. I don't even know what a potato bug is. No, I'm not familiar. Uh, I'm not really sure if those are like pill bugs or something like that. I would imagine it's bigger. If Nicholas Cage oh, said I think it was you more po- disgusting than a cockroach, they're like uh, crickets. Uh, are they? Uh, well, you boil them and mash them and stick them in a stew. I need to see what they look like. So, yeah, it's a potato bug. Okay, this one it looks like a beetle. Of yeah. Sorts. That's right. Um, and actually, there's a couple different kinds. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, he said, if you could get rid of your fear, your phobia of eating insects, you could solve world starvation. This is uh, according to Holt, I believe. Uh, or no, no, Nick Cage. Nick Cage said this. He said, uh, he uh, high protein, no fat, excellent nutrients, abundance. They're everywhere. I'm, why not? And then he said, but nope, not going to happen. <laughs> a vampire's kiss had followed Cage as a uh, literary agent who falls uh, for a vampire. And in one scene, his character is shown talking to himself and eventually eating a cockroach that he finds in his kitchen. Pretty wild scene. Ali Wong and Bill Hader are giving their relationship another chance. The pair were first linked late last year before they went their separate ways. However, the Barry Actors rep told Entertainment Tonight, Bill Hader and Ali Wong are dating again. It's her her birthday today. I missed yeah, it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's ah. 41 today. She's also in that uh, beef mm-hmm. uh, thing on Netflix. Uh, this comes after he mentioned his girlfriend in an interview with Collider, and it turns out, yeah, they're uh, they're together, and apparently they're giving it a Who go. Who was he with before? He was with somebody. Anna Kendrick? Anna yeah, Kendrick, I think, it. yeah. Oh. He's making the rounds. Yeah, he is. Dog. Uh, at Monday night, the premiere of the new film, The Covenant, Jamie Lee Curtis told people that she lived with Jake Gyllenhaal, who is her godson? What during the pandemic? And That's your godson? I guess so. Yeah, uh, she said he made a lot of sourdough bread. <laughs> Does Tom Papa know this? Yeah. She said a lot of sourdough breads. She said so: singing, acting, sourdough. And he did that test where you do a handstand against the wall and take your shirt off and put it back on. Uh, for his part, the Southpaw actor said, "I'm still eating sourdough. Yes, I haven't stopped." 
even though we're out of the pandemic, I'm still making sourdough as well. Yeah, I wonder if Tom could have him on his yeah. Breaking Bread podcast. That'd be perfect. According to Entertainment Tonight, a handful of Gen Z influencers joined Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian, along with the leaders from uh, Reform Alliance at the California State Prison in Lancaster, California, on Monday. Uh, Kim, who has been involved in criminal justice reform in the past, spoke about their time at the prison. Look, I'm wearing stripes because it's prison. Oh, my God. Uh, She said, it's always an honor to be able to visit the men and women living behind our prison walls. Uh, She said in a statement, uh, hearing the stories of people trapped in the prison system is what drives my commitment to advocate for reform and find ways to leverage my platform to help change lives and laws. Mm. Uh, The Skims founder added, uh, today I was especially thrilled to bring reforms, future shapers, advisory council inside the prisons as well. And we are building up the next generation of leaders and influencers who will join us in this fight. So while we were there, they were there, Preston, uh, there was a prison break, but Chloe put it down herself, oh, which was amazing. Yes. Yeah. She was able she to just jump in the front door and let anybody You're out. You're not going anywhere. Uh, I got a nice letter from a prisoner the other day. Sometimes uh, we get weird letters yeah. from yeah. prisoners, and this one was actually a really nice what did one. It, what did it reference? Uh, he was referencing each and every one of us and just some of our, our little isms, our little things. How pretty Kathy is. <laughs> What's that? How pretty Kathy is. I think he did mention that yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. at some point. So, um, And then you got one a, a little while back where the guy, he wrote a joke in there. You know, basically, I think he said something about, you know, maybe there was like a chisel and a cake or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then he's like, I'm kidding around. <laughs> yeah. they all yeah, I read. think he wrote, for those of you who are reading this, yeah. I'm joking about the file. <laughs> uh-huh. They still, obviously, they, they do scan the email or the mail going in and out of the prison, correct? Mm, I think I, I do, they do, so. do they do likewise? Do they have email capability? That's a good question. I really uh, these have. questions. Why? You know what should happen? One of us should commit a felony All right. as a Not case study and go into prison, the prison system for a year or so and, and report back to us. Let's start the Preston Steve Correctional Facility. We could do yeah. that. A private uh, yeah. prison. They, they, they are there. Uh, Priyanka Chopra has a vision for her future beyond acting. Uh, in an interview with the News published on Tuesday, the Quantico star said that she wants to go back to school. I said I want to elementary school. Either go to business school to understand the nitty gritty of how my industry works and the other industries work. Uh, she said the business of entertainment really interested me, or filmmaking. Uh, she's an those actress. are my two choices. She's an actress. Yes, she is. She's uh, married to. Uh, I know Nick, the, Nick the Jonas guy, yeah. but I th- for some reason why did I think she was a food chick? No, she's, no, you're thinking of um, uh, what was uh, Salman Yeah, Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, Priyanka Chopra. Uh, so the Citadel actress also added that I've always wanted to go back to school. I don't know if I'll ever do that, but it's been a passion of mine. My career started when I was 17, 18, so I never got to the academic heights that I wanted. So she's interested in furthering her education. At the point in your life, you think, oh, I, I, maybe I should go back and explore that or go back to school. And you know you did it for accounting, and uh, you found yourself an accountant. You hired the teacher. Yeah. You know, it was financial planning. Financial planning. I went I yeah, went, yeah. took uh, some elective classes at uh, Delaware County Community College. Yeah. And uh, I realized I'm never going no. to understand this. Uh. But I tried. And then I ended up hiring the teacher, and he's been my financial advisor for the past 25 years. <laughs> so you, so you there you go. Out. Hey, it worked out great. You did learn something. Those amazing investments You for learned us. to hire your teachers. That's what you do. Uh, the penthouse apartment that serves as the on-screen home of Roman Roy on HBO's Succession has hit the market. And it is good. This is an apartment. 
Thirty-eight million dollars. Thirty-eight mil. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, the apartment rose to fame in the latest season of the HBO show, serving as Roman Roy's newest residence as he plots his rise to grandeur. Uh, Roman Roy's spacious four-bedroom, four-and-a-half-bath Upper West Side duplex. Okay, so for thirty-eight million, only get four bedrooms and yeah. four-and-a-half baths. Uh, like a deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's located in real life on the 49th and 50th floors of 200 Amsterdam Avenue, the tallest building in the area. Uh, the building previously drew criticism even before it was built after its planned height was uh, felt to be out of character within that particular neighborhood. Uh, a judge ordered the developer, by the way, to remove 20 floors from the top of the Take them off. 52-story building yeah. since it violated zoning laws. There's a scene in the latest episode where they, there's a real estate discussion about uh, selling a private home. And uh, I don't know spoilers or anything like that, but it's uh, staggering the amount of money that they're talking about. It's in the 60 to $70 million range. Uh, but I was sad to learn that the, the place that serves as uh, Logan... Uh, Roy's home is a set. I thought that it was they actually oh. shot in a home somewhere wow. uh, in New York, but it, they actually built that set, which shows the attention to detail on building sets like that. Dude, so I one time there was a movie with uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart, and they were filming in Delaware County. The uh, Casey, the studio, Sun Sun Studios, Sun Studios, yeah. And they had built inside this soundstage the interior of a millionaire's New York City apartment. <laughs> It was amazing. Yes. It was incredible. What did they do after? And from, the- and from the outside, it just it looked like nothing because it's a facade, right? You know, it's just the inside is the only thing. Uh, they will. So I asked them about that. They will take those materials. They they literally built all of this stuff, and they can uh, they can either sell it or donate it to other theater companies okay. and uh, people that might need set structures. And so they they find a way to move that stuff on to somewhere else. But they had fake artwork that was done up to yeah. look like, you know, Jackson Pollock works and things like that. And there was a full bedroom and living room and, and a whole section of this. It's amazing. Room. You yeah, said Nicole Kidman was made out of wood too, right? What? No. no. She was there. She was there. She was real. I didn't get to talk to her, but she was there. Yeah. What do you th- what is the what is the most what is the highest end building, residential building in Philadelphia? Probably something on Rittenhouse Square, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Are, what about Brian Roberts? Uh, oh, building, oh, building. Yeah. Uh, Marissa is uh, she's our city beat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They just opened up a new place called the Laurel. It's right off of Rittenhouse Square. It's the okay. tallest building, and I think the penthouses go for some crazy multi millions. It would have to like be twenty five, thirty million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right off Rittenhouse Square. Fifteen hundred a month. Yeah, Brian Roberts has a. He's in the second Comcast Tower, is he not? He's got you his know, own. I heard that, and then I think somebody disputed that case. It's not true. No, okay. he does. He has oh, a residence. Does? So if you look at the second Comcast Tower, like if you look at the top, it's the Four Seasons, and then right below it, you can see like a outdoor area. That's his residence, or like you know, a residence of his. I have a question about uh, one of the buildings, and, and it's the newest, the, the, the really big Comcast building. Right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my dad was asking me, because we were driving through the city, and you know the, the really big part, the tallest part that goes all the way up, the one that looks like the cigarette. Yes. Fire. Yeah, okay, that looks like a cigarette coming out of a cigarette pack. Is that a uh, an elevator shaft? That's where the elevator to the Four Seasons goes up and down, yeah. Okay. So if you go up to there, which, by the way, anybody can go up to the Four Seasons. I highly recommend it. The elevator ride is really cool. Okay. You know, they had to slow it down because people were getting, like, (laughs) nauseous. Uh, going up to the top. Oh man, yeah. it's not Keep up no the speed. No, no, no. It's still a fast ride, but they okay. had to like ramp it down just a bit because people were walking off and like not vomiting. Yeah, <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, got off the vomit comet. So, Steve, the the building that uh, Marissa was referencing, the Laurel, and uh, right off of Rittenhouse, condos start start at two point eight million, go all the way up to twenty five million okay. for a completely customizable, nearly nine. Wow, nine thousand square foot penthouse. Jeez, jeez, that's gigantic. I mean, within another building, just gigantic. Uh, so Roman Roy's uh, apartment, by the way, has uh, views uh, from the penthouse that offer. Uh, the Hudson River, Central Park, the city skyline. Uh, the new owner can reach their home using a private elevator that opens up into a vestibule area. Uh, the penthouse includes floor-to-ceiling windows offering stunning views uh, and also a chef's eat-in kitchen, sliding glass panels. Outside of the apartment, the building also comes complete with various amenities, including three floors of indoor and outdoor space, complete with a spa, saltwater pool, gym, private club, and a library with a grand piano. Well, that's what that money's for. The yep. places that also have their own car elevators, yep. those are pretty amazing as That'd well. Nice, yeah. right? Uh, hold on a second. Josh was in jail in Florida oh, and I... wants to share some uh, information that we may have asked for. Hi, Josh. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, buddy. All right, so... What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up, man? What'd you want to tell us? No, I was just saying that you can... I mean, it's more of a text message than an email, but uh, there's, like, big tablets that you can get, at least in Okeechobee, Florida. Okay. Um, and it's free to send the text messages, but then the people have to put money on to send the text messages back to you. And they definitely do read them. Oh, they, so they, they do read, read your email, okay. your, your text messages. Okay, so they, they, there is oversight on that as well. All right. Yeah, and you can even actually, like, video message people with them in lieu of, like, in-person. Things, okay. Which is, which is great for me because I could video the people back in the great city of Philadelphia. Well, right. Upper Darby. But. <laughs> so we have to ask, how did you end up in prison? Uh, I got caught with an empty bag of, um, you know, that diet powder you guys are talking about. <laughs> 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 diet powder. Yeah. <laughs> Empty bag, which isn't even a felony up here, but down there they don't they don't play with diet powder. Right? Wow. They just <laughs> don't they don't like thin people, and it's a disgrace. I know it's yeah. too bad. We got a new euphemism right. for coke. Thanks, Josh. Diet yeah. powder. Diet powder. I'll see you guys. Rage right. on. The rage on. Buddy. Meanwhile, like, they have a dude who like. <laughs> did you see the dude who opened fire on the other guy on the highway because he brake checked him and uh, and then no, he yeah. didn't he didn't do any jail time because he of this away because of stand your ground. So he thought he was like under uh, attack, attack or whatever. Right? He two I, people he got shot. At it. Two two girls got oh. shot. If you're yeah. talking about the one. I'm I'm thinking no, of. it's Their a different daughters. No, it's a different one. But yeah. uh, no, no. But God forbid you have an empty bag of diet powder. I know. <laughs> Just <laughs> open prison. fire in an open highway, but right. like. An empty bag of diet powder for crying out loud. I'm just Get happy. Get you three to five. He was from Upper Darby. All right. I have a couple other. Uh, All right. Fine, uh, speak- Kathy. Uh, speaking of uh, people and criminal issues, Jonathan Majors has lost a number of projects oh, after it was reported that his manager and publicist have cut ties with him. The Creed Three actor also is no longer expected to star in the forthcoming feature, The Man in My Basement. Hmm. Uh, he's also been dropped from an ad campaign for the Texas Rangers uh, baseball team and uh, an unannounced Otis Redding biopic for fifth season. So if they're doing all of this, and they, you know that they're checking out, they're they're hiring people, and they're and they're they've got to tech because there's such an investment in him, they're not going to drop him. Just on a whim. So yeah. they must be aware of stuff that does not look good for him. But as you alluded to yesterday or the day before, Steve, like they are building the entire next phase of the MCU yeah. around this villain, around Kang. And I think he's a great villain. Yeah. I don't know how they go forward. Well, how it. much is already in the can? 
Uh, uh, not not a ton of it, but no. it's all announced and it's all written around him as Ken. I mean, listen, if if there isn't anything in the can and you're Dude, just put another person in there. I, sure, in the can can. Don, yeah, Don Cheadle became, uh, you know, took Terrence Howard's role. Yeah, right. you know, and did a, probably a better job uh, as Rhodey. So, so yeah, they can do it. I just, it's just yeah. interesting to see yeah. that they're building it around this guy. Mark Ruffalo took uh, yeah. Ed Norton's character exactly as well. So it can be done. That's a main character. It, all that's right now in the can can is uh, the <laughs> season two of Loki in which he appears. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, a couple other quick things, and we got to move along. Uh, let's see. Deadline reports that the forthcoming legendary film. Animal Friends has quite the cast. Ryan Reynolds, Jason Momoa, Aubrey Plaza, and Vince Vaughn have all been cast in roles for the part live action, part animated film. Uh, plot deals are uh, being uh, details are being kept under wraps for now, but the film I'm is not familiar. described as an R-rated road trip adventure. Yeah, I don't know anything about it either. All right, and then the last bit of info I have for me, uh, information I have for you is. Um, Entertainment Tonight reports that uh, Michelle Yeoh is returning to the Star Trek franchise. <laughs> <laughs> when they greet her on the set, it's the yeah, rock yeah. Hey, Academy, Academy Award winner now. Mm-hmm. She was the uh, she was a captain on Discovery. Uh, the everything, everywhere, all at once. By the way, can you find the full? Uh, we yeah. haven't had the pituation. Oh yeah, hey, thing. <laughs> uh, the everything, everywhere, all at once star will be reprising her role as Emperor uh, Philip uh, Philippa. Uh, George Yu in a new movie called Star Trek Section 31. All right. Uh, the film will pick up shortly after her character's departure from the Star Trek Discovery, by the way. So, is that J.J. Abrams? Uh, it it's be, does right? not say in this story, but more than likely, I would think. All right, here's the full pituation clip. <laughs> clip. This is where Hey Yo comes from. Hey Yo! Hey Yo! <laughs> Pituation. <laughs> you know, I don't want to bring up uh, part of uh, my Rocky impersonation, which is really bad now that I'm hearing myself. All right, never mind. <laughs> you hear Kathy. She's like, oh, my God, that laugh of like, oh, I'm so embarrassed for you. Uh, hey, yo. Hey, yo. I don't want to bring up part of my Rocky impersonation. Like, what <laughs> which He's great. is really bad now that I'm hearing myself. I love that kid. I miss yeah. Yeah. Rich leaving. <laughs> Rich here. How much Bill disliked him? Oh, my God. Made me like him that much more. Bill came around, though. Did he? Uh, Yeah, believe it or not. When he left, Bill came around. Okay. (laughs) All right. uh, I think we're ready for clips now. Let's roll these. So the Power Rangers are teaming up once again to fight an all-too-familiar villain in the 30th anniversary special Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. Here, actor Steve Cardenas talks about his experience as the Red Ranger. For me... Honestly, I'm just so humbled that, like, it's almost been 30 years, and to this day, people still come out, and they want to meet me, they want to get autographs, they want to tell me how I impacted their childhood and whatnot, so, I mean, it's it's just a, an incredible thing, you know, like, I, I just feel so blessed to be part of that Ranger, you know, experience, you know? Shut the f*** up! Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always is available today on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Artificial intelligence is used for many things, including writing the new shows, Mrs. Da- the new show Mrs. Davis. In this clip, creator Damon Lindelof uh, talks about AI in our lives. AI is always just trying to kill us. Like that's that's infamously like that's the arc of it. Is it's just a matter of time before it shoots you out the airlock. Um, what if there what if there was an artificial intelligence or uh, that was actually trying to make the world a better place? <laughs> 
Uh, Mrs. Davis is out now on Peacock. I have not seen it. No, me either. All right, there you go. So they have entertainment report for today, Wednesday, 17th day, 19th day of April. We just got two days. We did. We got an extra two days, and how about that bonus? Now, an extra bonus on top of that would be you winning $1,000 and tickets to the MM Barbecue. So we're going to have that in less than an hour, 8 o'clock, your first opportunity. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second, so hang out with us. Finally, M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, plus special guests, A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger 11. MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I realized I haven't I haven't noticed anything what? this week at all. No. The noticer, he's been away for quite a while, but he's back. The noticer noticed he hadn't been noticed. I did notice that. And now he's gonna notice. Yeah. Uh, there's a cross an empty. How the hell? All right, how it is. So uh, I actually noticed this. I noticed that Nick uh, pointed this out to me. Uh, Netflix is officially winding down the business that helped make it a household name. This fall, the streaming giant will officially say goodbye to its DVD rental service and all the red envelopes that made it possible. To be honest, I thought. I didn't even know it was. I didn't know it ended, around. you know, yep. a while ago. A lot of people sent this to me because uh, my dad is still a fan, has been a fan of the DVDs for a long time, and so they were wondering what my dad is going to do. I am uh, guessing he'll probably just go back to the library where he used to get the DVDs, uh, which he can do for free most of the time. Doesn't but... stream at all? No, uh... no, he, he does too. Steve is just uh, you know he's his own animal and yeah. does things how he likes to do them. I mean, okay. I like the physical was... media myself, well, but, I, was... but I collect it. I was curious if it was a, you know, being of an older generation, not understanding how to operate the no. streaming platform. I think that's or some that, of it, but okay. like, he honestly, like, um, the other thing, and I mentioned this before, but sometimes you can't get certain movies yeah. on streaming services. Right. And you and for whatever reason, Netflix might offer something up on DVD or, you know, like season five of The Office or whatever, and then they, they'll send that to you. And so you can watch stuff that you can't get via streaming. Nick, one of my, uh, Kathy, a favorite movie of ours, Casualties of Love, the uh, Amy Fisher story. Right. Uh-huh. You got it. Alyssa <laughs> Milano. You, right. can, uh, you can only get that on DVD, and, and uh, yeah, so there you go. You know what? Uh, I'm going to email my dad right now, Steve. Yeah, yeah ask, know, if you can get one for me. Love, yeah. All right. Yes, starring uh, Jack Scalia and Alyssa Milano. Okay. But I do feel kind of bad for uh, the youth because I, I really do feel like that was that time when the video store existed and... Like, you know, for like, I have like vivid memories. It was like, you know, after five o'clock mass on a Saturday night, we would go to the video store and you could each pick out a movie. And like, and there was something really. One pawn each. No, there was something really special and cool about that. And it was. And the kids don't have that these days. We talked about this. There was a culture you get up, case you get up to the register and they had these little uh, popcorn theater buckets with uh, Twizzlers and stuff. And it was. 
everything unto itself. And you would you would go back and forth, and then sometimes you'd get the Holy Grail pressed, and a movie you wanted wasn't there, mm-hmm. but it got returned while you were there. Yes. Oh, that was the yeah. thing. You would go up, and they'd oh. be like, we're rewinding it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What was the largest uh, late penalty you guys had? Ever? One million dollars. No, because no. we, we had couple, we had we bought a couple movies because we just like couldn't find them. At a certain point, you're like, dude, hey, just keep the because we had a movie called The Willies. Okay, you've never even heard of it. It was a horrible movie. It was like a series of short stories. I think we paid like forty bucks for that. By thing. the way, <laughs> vi- videos when they first came out, mm-hmm. you know, your VHS or whatever, you're looking at for a movie seventy, eighty bucks. Yeah, for you know, and and yeah. you'd get nailed for that cost. Eventually, you paid for it. So I've I've forgotten so much about renting uh, movies when when eventually we got to the DVD format. I'm trying to remember was yeah well you could you rented those Did at Blockbuster yes, absolutely yeah. those absolutely okay. yeah the, the, I don't the, remember I just remember VHS at the at the stores the whole Netflix. Thing thing was um obviously ease of use from home and you know you get it the thing is is that a lot of times what would happen with those discs is they would be dinged up scratched yeah f up your machine (laughs) were you guys so bougie that you guys had the uh the rewinder just a separate Rewinder nah. for your. I was. I was. Uh, no. Yeah. No, we didn't. He's a common man. Yeah. Regular blue collar rewinder. <laughs> <laughs> so the company tweeted on uh, Tuesday, on September 29, twenty twenty three. We will send out the last red envelope. Uh, it's been a true pleasure and honor to deliver but, movie nights to our wonderful members for twenty five years. Can we request that the last one go to Nick's dad? We could, oh, please. Right? They can only say no. So you have Marissa getting married at the Punk Rock Hall of Fame, the first in there, and mm-hmm. then Nick's dad <laughs> gets the. Last, you know I what? think we're looking at a threesome here. We should send him the final season of Who's the Boss. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what do uh, What are the uh, the vending machines that they have where you can like Redbox? Red Redbox, red yeah. 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 I wonder if those will start to phase out. I mean, I know they're not Netflix, but and Preston, they're always like in the worst, like strip malls and stuff like that. You'll see them there. Uh, and- they're in my uh, Walmart. Yeah, that's a horrible moment. No, no, okay. <laughs> no. So yeah, wherever I see them, it's kind of like in, in 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 you know in front of bad stores or just dilapidated areas. But they're around. They continue to be around. Um, they said our goal has always been to provide the best service for our members. But as the DVD business continues to shrink. Uh, that's going to become increasingly difficult. You've seen people have uh, like little libraries set up in front of their yes. uh, houses. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. people have, uh, and I, I think it's in Philadelphia because I think Nick Murphy have seen yeah. have seen it. Like they have but, DVD, essentially the same thing with DVDs. Isn't it called the Little Blockbuster or something along those Maybe. lines? Maybe I don't know. Neighborhood Blockbuster. Yeah. It, wow, yeah. what a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I've got loads and loads and loads of DVDs that we have not touched in years. I'm selling all of mine. Uh, I'm go- and I was asking somebody for like, hey, how much should I sell them for? Because listen, the 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 deal is you have to take okay. all of them. So you're going to do a bulk sell. Yeah. So yeah, you will find somebody. Yeah. You'll find yeah. someone who'll come in and they, they'll do that all the time. Like when they buy stuff out of storage facilities, they'll just yeah. buy in bulk. Yeah. They'll see if there's anything worthwhile. Now I have. I collect a Blu-ray and 4K, and and, yeah. I, and I have a large 3D collection, uh, and I and I watch that stuff fairly frequently. Um, but I mean, yeah, I gave so I gave my laser discs, which yeah. I had many of, to Nick Murphy and just take them yeah, all of them. Yeah. You know. So I was asking, all right, so what should I charge? And uh, my friend, who's a yard sailor, was like, you know, do it like. 50 cents a, a DVD, because some are DVDs, some are Blu-rays, and so I was like, okay, if I just do a blanket, all right, there's it's 50 cents a DVD, and I have 200 of them, that'll be a million dollars. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's how the math works. Yeah, that okay. math is uh, spot on. Yep. I, um, if you can't 
sell all of them, Casey. I do know that some libraries accept donations. So uh, if you're stuck, I know. But if you're, I'm just saying, if you're stuck, I need to buy them, a lawnmower, bro. I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Nick, how about you? just just you know what you do? Get a shotgun and use a yeah. mesquite. They can do that too. <laughs> you can do that. All right. Willies. Uh, uh, the company reported a miss for its second quarter earnings after market close on Tuesday. Shares fell by around 6%. So they're trying to unload some stuff, and that is one of the casualties. I wonder how their uh, Netflix uh, commercial, their cheaper version of Netflix, remember oh, it's going to include commercials, commercials? Yeah, what the status know. of that is. Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't noticed yet. But no. I did notice this. Come on, man, get off the notice just back. All right, so... Northern Lights enthusiasts got a surprise mix in with the green bands of light dancing in the Alaska skies, and it was a light baby blue spiral hmm. resembling rainbow. <laughs> and a double rainbow uh, resembling a galaxy appeared amid the aurora for a few Whoa. minutes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. Uh, did you guys see the pictures of it? It looks great. It's it, crazy. It looks artificial. It, it does, it, it yeah. It looks as if an artist painted that, but that is an actual photograph of what was happening what in it, the sky. It looks like some, like a star destroyer is about to come through it. Right, yes. Yeah. Like some kind of a portal is yeah, about yeah, to yeah. open up. Uh, so it what it was is simply excess fuel that had been released from a SpaceX rocket that launched from California about three hours before the spiral had appeared. Ah, oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, what is this? Aurora Borealis. <laughs> at this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. <laughs> May I see it? No. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, uh, they, according to space physicist uh, Don Hampton, he said sometimes rockets have fuel that needs to be jettisoned. And he said when they do that at high altitudes, uh, the fuel turns into ice. Huh. He said, and it appears to be, and, and, and if it happens to be in sunlight, uh, when you're in darkness on the ground, you can see it as sort of a big cloud and sometimes it's swirly. From what I know of Don Hampton, he uh, he's pretty accurate. Yeah. While not a common sight, Hampton said that he has seen such occurrences about uh, three times. By the way, he is the uh, research associate professor at the University of Alaska Fairbanks Geophysical Institute. So, in case you oh, were curious about Don Hampton's qualifications. Right. I loved him with the Eagles, but obviously he's moved on to other things now. Oh, that was Don Hanley. Well, uh, anyway, the, it could, so we could conceivably create this. Right? Or, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so if the conditions are, right. are correct, yeah. they could do that. You don't need to have the Aurora Borealis. It just happened to be right. at that time. But I, And I've, I've told the story many times, and I'll tell it one more time. I, I was at an event, a block party one time, putting, getting my buzz on with yeah. everybody. And I looked up in the sky, and I saw yeah. this pyramid shape happen to appear. It was golden. It came out of nowhere. And it freaked me out, and I thought I saw a goddamn alien. Sure. (laughs) It blew my mind. And like one other person amongst the hundred or so that were outside for this, we were the only ones that noticed it, and it tweaked my melon. So I went home that night... And I called Matt O'Donnell. It could be a full-blown show with sure. a, a goddamn spaceship. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ace. And and so I called Matt O'Donnell, and he called uh, the FAA. Yeah. And uh, and they had said no, it was a launch that took place yeah. in Virginia, and it what that could have been was a second stage or something like so. All kinds of from from our launches and things like that. These weird little yeah, optical illusions. Visible things can happen. Only you can see us, Preston. <laughs> 
Dude, and that's what I felt yeah. like. Yeah. I felt it, it was come like... come to Earth to take your top radio personalities back with us. I, I thought that I had witnessed... We don't have good morning radio. <laughs> uh, yeah. On Queefsplat? Yes, Queefsplat is the home planet. So yeah. you had one other person saw it. Yep. And so I did have confirmation. I wasn't crazy. But so this swirl thing, people were wondering, you know, they, it, it, they, am I actually seeing this? And, and you don't so want to call it a swirly because that's a different thing entirely. Uh, yeah. So it ended up being this uh, phenomenon. Uh, Swirlies so... are two different things, by the way. <laughs> one is uh, sexual. And the other one, I think, is when you get your face flushed down the toilet. Is that not a swirly? Or is it um, porn? It's a different what, thing. What is it when yeah. you uh, get, you know, stick your finger in your mouth and then stick it in somebody's ear? That's yeah, a wet that, willy. That's a wet willy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a swirly is shoving somebody's face in a toilet. Maybe that's what. Well, and then you like dip them down, and then there's the chocolate swirly where there's already stuff in the uh, right. toilet. The but chocolate I never heard of the sexual version of a swirly. Yeah, it's a you know. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't explain it to me. Uh, it's a beach <laughs> Oh, that's it? Yeah. Uh, that's there's it. more. There's yeah. got to be more. Yeah. If you're going to go Listen, my buddy was a cab driver, and the lady and that's offered, how he got him paid. A, offered him a swirly for a free fare, essentially. Okay, so here we have the actual. Uh, well, di- this is the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> which, by the way, the Urban Dictionary. Hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> Not accurate. None of that stuff is legit. So, uh, somebody made it up, and no, nobody had done these things before. <laughs> Do you want to take a crack at euphemizing that, or... Uh, uh, the act of making a certain kind of love yeah. to someone in the bathroom while repeatedly flushing their head in the toilet is known as a janitor's daughter. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. A uh, form of torture, punishment, in which a victim is held upside down over a toilet with his head in the toilet bowl while it is flushed. That's there right. you go. That's the swirl. That's the version your parents are probably familiar with. <laughs> so, by the way, the appearance of the swirl was caught in time lapse on the Geographical Institute's all-sky camera and shared widely. It created a bit of an internet storm with the spiral. Hampton said that he's actually seen such occurrences about three times before. So, besides this, have you ever had an incident where you... You were sure you were seeing well, no. a UFO or something. I remember seeing something that was so strange that it, it transcended, that it just simply appeared to be an unidentified. This is the category. You can't identify it. Right. But I jumped a little bit further and thought, this yeah. has to be some sort of extraterrestrial vehicle. Yeah. It because be. it was darting back and forth. I remember clearly uh, th- uh, three lights on something that was sort of cigar-shaped. Uh, and it was we were in uh, the backyard of our house that I grew up in on a clear summer night, and there it was. I'm sure since we haven't been invaded since then, I yeah, think yeah we're, maybe we're pretty good. I don't know. Maybe their time works differently, and it's, it's only been an afternoon yeah. since that happened. <laughs> I don't know. All right, uh, notice some other things here. How about this one? This is we're going to completely switch gears. Um, researchers from uh, Jumanji University. Jumanji University? In Japan. It's spelled a little different than the game. Uh, have figured out how to make swings go even higher. So if you're on a swing, okay. yeah, how to go even higher. So when you're a kid, that's the, that's the thing. You oh, want to yeah. go as high as you can. Uh, the equations were solved for different swing sizes and various sequences of upper body movements. And the result is... That the best time to lean back depends on how high the swing is already going. So when you first start swinging, the best time to lean back is when the swing is at the bottom of the arc and moving forward. 
Once the swing gains some height, the best time to lean back is during the back swing. Aha! Uh-huh. To test this, researchers built a swing in a lab and recruited 10 college students to test their theory. I think uh-huh. that makes sense because the whole idea is when you're sitting up, you're providing wind resistance. But yeah. I would tend to do it on the swing through yeah. and not think about leaning back on the way back, which would include, which would increase your velocity. Correct? Well, I think that that uh, when you lean back on the back swing, is you're almost at the top of the arc. You're not quite. Right. You're not. You're not like at the bottom and then starting to lean back. You're start. You're starting your way up. Yeah. And then lean back and then. Wow. So you're saying on the swing through or on the return swing? So so look at this. This is forward. Right. This is backwards. I'm <laughs> facing that way. Sorry uh, for ra- yeah. you guys on the radio. But as you're as you're coming back here, right about here, yeah. you're still going backwards. You yeah. start leaning back. Yeah. And then right. vroom, uh-huh. come through. So right. I uh when was the last time you were on a swing? Uh last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, there there's a, a couple of areas near me that have those old style chain swings yeah it's been a little while but i mean i have kids and took him to the playground and they're awesome took, uh, you know what yeah they're a lot of fun now kids on the other hand like when there's kids at the playground you have to be careful because they uh don't pay attention to anything right I mean, you could really waffle them it's one of my favorite memories as a father teaching my kid how to swing like watching him how to <sighs> jump you know and like and you would uh, when you're a parent sometimes you're out there for hours mm-hmm. and during those hours it can get a little tedious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, looking back on it, super fun memories. Yeah, we had we had a swing set in our backyard with the kids yeah. and, and loved it. I have so many great videos and pictures and memories of us doing on. Uh, I remember though when it was time when the kids got to an age where we're like, we need to get rid of it. It's yeah. taking up a giant amount uh-huh. of space. And I came to my kids. I told Rochelle, I'm like, should we tell them that we're gonna yeah, uh, yeah. we're gonna get rid of the swing set? Oh my god, they're gonna that be hurts. so upset. So I came to them. I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> We're thinking about getting rid of the swing set. They're like, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you were oh, like horrified. My heart was broken. You know? We <laughs> just did that for you. <laughs> yeah. We don't like that. I'm currently it going. It makes us nauseous. Going through it. Like, uh, Jesus, he's like, yeah, let's get rid of it. Let's, oh. get, a, let's get a trampoline. Oh, and I'm oh like, my God. no, we're not getting rid of it yet. <laughs> and a trampoline, That's you'll fun. kill yourself. You I know literally it's... keep it for, for my niece and uh, my nieces and nephews when they come over. Like, so there's something they have to play on. Like, and they come over what? You know, once it's every three months. You know, it's time to get rid of it when the kids have gotten to the size where they're swinging on it and the entire thing it's moves. That's going to rock it up on That's one side. Yeah. That's what happened in our first swing set when we were growing up. Yeah. My father had to put chains down into concrete because the thing kept almost tipping over. So those were like a metal, like aluminum metal. type thing. Yeah, right, those yeah. things you can almost pick up. Right. And, and now around. they're made of heavy wood, yeah. which, which is uh, harder to move around. But I remember those, Steve, when I was a kid. and <laughs> You could you could knock it was them gonna over. It's going to go over. Yeah. I love like standard park. Yeah, I love the seesaw, for Christ's sake. The yeah. seesaw. Uh, and we had a thing growing yes. up, and it was no one else in the neighborhood had it. I don't know how the hell we ended up with it because we were like, you know, we were sort of low rent compared to the rest of the neighborhood. But, right. Uh, it was called a whirly bird. Okay. And there were four, so four people facing each other, swords, and a circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. There was a handle you'd hold on top, you'd sit in the seat, and then there was also a thing you'd put your feet on on the bottom. Yep. And almost you'd pull back on the handle. And the thing would start to move around. So, okay. So everyone, all four people, would be controlling the speed of it. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Okay. Never, I've never seen it since. Do you remember when... Um, Bobby! And uh, Cindy! Yeah. Tried to break the world record for Seesaw? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stupid Only they bastards. called it teeter-totter Peter on the Tot- show. That's right. Which was odd to me because I'd always called it a Seesaw. Yeah, but those... 
I was going to say a bad word. They they fell asleep. They, they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And then right. remember, I had to come out and try to say, have you noticed that your sister's developing? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, it's not his kid. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, that's what I had. Steve, impressive. we found a photo oh, wow. of the four-seat twirl-go round whirly bird merry-go-round outdoor child ride. They need to make that title longer. Yeah, they do. Uh, 429 bucks. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks like you would not fit on that. No, not like right now. No, I would not. But I get it, and uh, I guarantee it'll break within a week. Hey, I have a question for you. So you hear, uh, and this has to do with the, with the, uh, um, playground terminology of, of the apparatus. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we were saying seesaw and, and uh, teeter-totter. Merry-go-round. Yeah. Right. Merry-go-round, that's the little the round thing with the handles on it that you can get on and spin around on, right? Yeah, I think of it as a carousel. See, yeah, now that's same. what I'm wondering, yeah. because some people call it a merry-go-round. That's what we called it. And what? That's what we called it. Well, this carousel is, an actu- is actually the term, right? Now, carousel has horses and stuff like yeah, that. That's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm I talking about that. He said a carousel. He calls that. A merry-go-round. Right. Let me... All right, hang on. Okay, so the, the round disc that you put the handles on that you spin around on, you call that a merry-go-round. Yeah. Okay, and a carousel is with the horses yes. and all that. Okay, yeah. you're talking about the thing that has the disc in the center? Yeah, that everybody that, can get right. on and, and, then you, and you, yeah. you just spin it. You know, it's got a handle. So and someone you, vomits. One person starts pushing with their feet and then yeah. you jump on. And then if you lean in or out, you can speed it up or slow it down. So it's the same thing. This was They're, they're saying that the one that Casey's calling a merry-go-round is basically the first versions of it. And then it progressed to what we see at amusement parks with the horses and all that. I think, really? No, I think, yeah. no, I think that doesn't, because that's a so carousel. First, re- first records of merry-go-round came around in uh, 1720. And and that's what Casey's talking about, the circle where the riders got on and just held on. Uh, Isn't this why we wanted to leave England? Mm-hmm. And I got a second. <laughs> My sweetest wife, today I got sick and threw up on the merry-go-round. <laughs> All the other soldiers pointed and laughed at me. <laughs> they called me a duty pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A duty pants? So here you go. This Everyone is hopping on top of the merry go round and spinning round and round to the sounds of the big band. Uh, so here is this is from Wikipedia: a carousel, uh, merry go round, roundabout, or hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. <laughs> never heard that. Hurdy gurdy man is a type of uh, amusement ride consisting of a rotating circular platform with seats for riders. The seats are traditionally in the form of rows of wooden horses or other animals mounted on posts. Blah 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 blah. So I, it, I guess it's saying that you yes you can interchange the term merry go round. My dearest and wife, I've joined the band. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this so is Preston, roundabout, by the way. Preston, both of them. Uh, so I guess the classification is valid for both. Yeah. Okay. Merry-go-round and carousel, though. I always think of a standard carousel as being the more ornate, Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, horses and stuff like that. But that if we went too. to Hershey Park and we said we're going on the merry-go-round, that's what we meant. We're going on the carousel. Uh, Steve, okay. what, what was that song that you just sang, The Hurdy-Gurdy Man? I forget who oh, sings it. Is that uh, the Beatles? Or- no, oh, no, no, no. Was it uh, Donovan? I think it's Donovan. Who did her? It goes the hurdy-gurdy man. Uh, because I'd heard that before, <laughs> and I hadn't thought of it until you just sang it, but he must My have been. twice. Oh, <laughs> today I met Donovan. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. yes. Yeah, here we go. Look it's, at this. It's Donovan. Hurdy-gurdy man. And so I didn't know until just now. I guess he's talking about the guy that works at the carousel? 
Uh, you know yes. what I don't know? I don't right? remember. Lyric, the the guy who went, who doesn't wear underwear under his shorts. Yeah, the lyrics are at the bottom. There. Oh, there we go, yeah. Uh, thrown like a star in a vast sleep, I opened my eyes to take a peek to find that I was by the sea, gazing with tranquility. It was then when the hurdy-gurdy man came singing songs of love. Then when the hurdy-gurdy man came singing songs of love, and then he repeats hurdy-gurdy man over about 400 times yeah. on light and shadow cast down through all eternity to crying of humanity. I hear nothing about a merry-go-round here. Oh, well, it, perhaps, the, but perhaps it is that Nick where he's this uh, happy-go-lucky ex-con who sings to the children as they get on the oh, it, carousel. Uh, you're talking about like a yeah. carny, right? Yeah. Okay. He flashes one nut from the bottom of his shorts. <laughs> it was originally called the Horny Carny Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Horny Gertie Man. There <laughs> goes the Horny Gertie Man. Use poetic license. Come on, kids, get on. All right. Get um, on and get me off. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, he actually wrote. Uh, he wrote. Donovan himself wrote the lyrics. Huh? He wrote Hurdy Gurdy. Uh, it was on the same record as Mellow Yellow. Uh, no, no, it was Sunshine Superman. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Wow. Okay. How about that? I like uh, Donovan. Right. We made it about music. All right, because um, we're about rock. Mo- moving on. Uh, I do have other things that I noticed. Um, it's a nice walk down memory lane. Yeah. All right. How about this, Pennsylvania Governor? Josh Shapiro announced Tuesday that his administration will join three other states by categorizing uh, xylazine, a powerful veterinary sedative, as a Schedule Three drug. It's also known as Trank. You guys have probably seen this in the news. Oh, yeah. this, this stuff has been devastating people. It's legal for veterinary use to sedate large animals such as horses. Yeah. But in recent years, the drug has spread into fentanyl supplies across the country, including Philadelphia and throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, making it a Schedule Three drug would allow the state uh, to require uh, tighter record keeping, require that the drug be stored in locked facilities, and give law enforcement the ability to prosecute people for illegally possessing and selling it. What's more, manufacturers must add additional checks to ensure that the person who ordered the drug is the one receiving it. So they're they're narrowing down on trying to... Uh, get this a little bit more controlled. Uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration defines Schedule Three drugs as those with a moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. Uh, pledging to stay ahead of emerging drug threats, Shapiro also announced that he would classify uh, nitazines, a class of synthetic opioids up to 40 times more powerful than fentanyl, as Schedule One narcotics. So, Trank, is Trank used... By itself, or is it mixed with something else? Well, for uh, as far as drug use, yes, it's mixed. So, um, epidemiologists believe that uh, zalazine was initially added. That's Trank was right. initially added to fentanyl to give the opioid a longer-lasting high, similar to that of heroin, except that zalazine is not an opioid and its effects are more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, users report uh, blacking out, forgetting things, and developing wounds in places throughout the body where they never injected. So it just creates these random Whoa. sores and wounds to open up. Uh, yeah, in fact, that's Sounds where it was fun. Flesh, in, in fact, some of the symptoms or some of the results medically are like the flesh-eating disease press, and that's what it said in one of the articles I read mm-hmm. about it. And they also say... It's so powerful that when you're under it, you can understand the lyrics to Hurdy Gurdy Man. By the way, Brian has an explanation of Hurdy Gurdy here. I'm going to go to him. Hey, Brian, good morning. (laughs) A Hurdy Gurdy is also a medieval musical instrument. It's like you turn it. There's like, I guess you could say almost like an accordion type thing where you turn it and it plays notes. And then you can also, it also has like finger keys like a... 
I know exactly yeah, what you're talking little, about. It's got a little crank on yes. it. Yes. And, yeah, and it, uh, and it continuously uh, has like a droning, it, it, it continues the sound. And that's, a, apparently I, that's what Donovan was singing about. Not, not a carousel mm-hmm. operator yes. with his left nut hanging out. Well, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. He's right. All right, see you, bud. All right, there you go. So stupid. By the way, overdoses where Trank is present are harder to reverse because the drug won't respond to Narcan. Uh, users say xylazine, Trank can withdraw, can overcome the body quickly and aggressively, which can complicate the treatment. The drug does not respond to traditional opioid withdrawal medication. Didn't they just uh, expand the distribution of Narcan to, like, uh CVSs and things of that nature? I'm not sure. Yeah. I remember we said... I, I was half listening to the story. Well, we had a report a while back that they were going to put it in a vending machine. That, yes. As yeah. well. So, yeah, I, w- I would think it, it is. So. Imagine if it gets stuck. You're like, God damn it. I can't get <laughs> this in here. Yeah. Get this thing out of here. All right. Uh, well, I got a Kit <laughs> Uh I'm the noticer, and I noticed the time. Oh. Uh, are we going to make it in the box? We have to give money. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got All right, good. we're going to take a break. Right, right. Sorry to wrap this up quickly, but we also... Uh, so, Santa's got to go. Yeah, no, Santa's got to go. But we have to get to the uh, the cash word uh, for MMR's concert cash, and we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's I Hate stevensinger.com You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years and now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better, going a little further sleeping a little deeper Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We should be tuning in and hearing our friends from Fox Good Day in just a moment. I'm looking for a signal from Marissa. She says we got about 30 seconds before we do that. Make sure you stay with us for the entirety of it because after that, we're going to have MMR's concert keyword and your opportunity to win $1,000. So we have one minute. All right, we have a whole minute. That's two 30-second oh, periods. Two thirty second. We can do traffic yeah, in yeah, 60 yeah. seconds? Kathy, can we? Kathy? There's a lot of black on that screen. It means I know. Going I, on. No, we're going we're, we're gonna to come back to that. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. i got a couple other things that I can mention. So uh, secret text word today as well. We're giving away a $50 Metro Diner dining card. And if you text the word secret to 39333, you will be in the running for that. And we just remind you, going back to the um, concert cash giveaway, uh, that not only uh, $1,000, but we have the tickets to the MMRBQ, of which tickets are on sale September 16th is when the show is happening. And um, we will, uh, now we have 10 seconds. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fielding hand signals and... 
all kinds of other things. I hear the music. Here we go. All right, we're going on Fox Good Day. That's how you do it professionally. You know, it's folks. a good, good looking day. I, I, I got to tell you. Okay, President Steve, uh, forget about texting. Uh, have you been doing this new thing where you leave a voice, like memo, instead of just printed words and numbers? I mean, it's, th- it's not really a new thing. I mean, I guess people are starting to do it more often now. I yeah. receive those from time to time. I've gotten a couple recently, and I don't do it. I thought, listen, I used to leave voicemails until people stopped leaving voicemails. Now, why are we doing? Why is this now acceptable? No. I always thought that. The- no. This was considered lame to do that, to use that feature, yes. right? That was the thing. Oh, you don't do that. And then Preston's right. And so now the thing is you don't even leave a voicemail. They just see that you called and they call you back. Well, right. I, I just did this yesterday, I, and it was like one of the first okay. times. I have a friend who does it all the time. It's how she communicates. And I, I did it because the message, the text message was going to be way too long. So I just... Way and, long. Way too long. I had just seen my okay. friend. There was no need for me to call her and be in the conversation. It was a follow-up to our conversation. And so I sent this voice memo. I sent two of them, and it worked out. However, I was like, at one point, I was like, period, exclamation point. I'm like, wait, you don't have to do that in the voice. Like, I was no. doing it like right. voice to text. Topic? Uh, they were sexting each other. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, okay. yeah. Sure. <clears throat> no, it was advice for her. Um, I had to ask somebody who was a professional in, in what we were talking about, okay. and, and I was passing along the advice. I sh- so that this makes sense. It, it's too long to type. Yeah. Okay. And that's I, why I did it. If, if there's a, a, an emotion that you want to convey via your voice, I think that I can see it that right. way. But then why not leave a voicemail? Well, I don't know. Yes! I don't know. I don't know. Because it was intended to I, I, I be like a text, it. and the text would have been too long. That's why I said, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to me calling and her being like, we just spent an hour together talking. Why are you calling me? We just spent <laughs> decades putting together the most comprehensive emoji collection possible right. so oh, we yeah. can convey everything without words. And here we are going back to just recordings. Yep. I yeah. like the silly things where you can look like a cow or something <laughs> and then you can make like really funny looks. Yeah. So yeah. I like to only talk in those animals. Okay. My question is, when are we going to have a Morse code app on our phone? <laughs> right. We'll start right. retrograding right. back to Smoke that. signals. Absolutely. Oh I don't know. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. We'll wait, see you later. Thank you. All, all right. On, oh, oh, wait, oh yes. Just get married on the show? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yes. yes. Marissa got what? married. She she went off to Vegas. Come in here, Marissa. She went off to Vegas without telling anybody. Like We had no idea. None of us did. Her family didn't know nobody. Went to Vegas, got married at the Punk Rock uh, Museum. So cool. And is now a Mrs. Hang Here, on. Get, get, get in with Kathy. She looks hesitant. You don't want to tell your story? And if you want to see pictures of it, go to her Instagram, Marissa. Oh, yeah. thank you, guys. Congratulations. We're so happy. It looks like the best wedding ever. We were all saying your pictures win the prize. Well, uh-huh. thank you. I appreciate it. My Oh, my God. Guys, my husband and I. <laughs> First time I've heard that. Uh, had a blast. Nobody knew. We just went out there and surprised everybody, and we just did it for us, and it was wonderful. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah. thanks, Mike, and uh, thanks for the love. To you and to Matt. Oh, I appreciate oh, you guys. Love you. Yeah, you got a TV mention, too. the luckiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good day, everybody. It's April 18th. All right, there uh, you go. So, they, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry they called you out, Marissa. Yeah, no, but, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it's it. April 19th. He said it's April 18th. Oh, at no. The end of that segment. Yeah. It's okay. Now people are going to the wrong events I know. and meetings <laughs> and people <laughs> don't showing up at the hospital for <laughs> surgery they're not getting. All right, uh, we skipped traffic. No, actually, it's uh, yeah, it's eight oh one. We got to do this. MMR's concert cash. Now 
Here's your concert cash keyword. All right. It is together. Together. T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And you can do that on the uh, contest page at WMMR.com. Uh, or you can go to the MMR app and use it there. Or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMRBQ. Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. And winners will get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com for MMRBQ details. Text the word finally, 39333 for a link to the information. It's sponsored by Meineke. And uh, don't forget the word is together. T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. Do that now. We have to get a look at traffic, so let's go for it. Kathy, what's happening so far this morning? Stop traffic on the Blue Route southbound between St. David's, Villanova, and Westchester Pike. And it's because of an accident. as a jackknife tractor trailer and an overturned vehicle. The left lane is blocked. Uh, they've got the tractor trailer straightened and off to the shoulder. So there, you are able to pass by this now, but uh, you're crawling along. Northbound jams 95 to Westchester. Pike 95 southbound. We've got stop traffic here as well. Academy to the Betsy Ross Bridge. The left lane blocked with an accident. Northbound side heavy from Allegheny to Cotman. An accident uh, off to the shoulder. Also north 95 slowing Chichester Avenue to 320. Gerard Point Bridge to Broad Street and then Columbus Boulevard to the Vine. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound jams Route 1 to Virginia Drive. The debris, the rocks that were in the roadway, they've been cleared. Out in Chad's Ford, uh, Route 1 northbound at Creek Road. The right lane is closed. PennDOT maintenance is on the scene because a steel plate on the roadway moved. Uh, and then on the Schuylkill Expressway, you've got your normal delays there. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary to report. 42 Freeway, we've got a lot happening here. Stop traffic northbound between Blackwood, Clementon Road, and 295. There was an accident. It's just been cleared. Northbound jams 295 to 676. That's road construction with lane shifts. Uh, south on 42, the exit ramp to Route 130 southbound is closed for construction. 55 northbound, heavy 47 to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Hey, it's me food from when the pros at Acme hand me off to when I'm cleared from your plate. We go through a lot together. I'll keep showing up fresh. Sincerely food. Sincerely Acme. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Change it up. Brought to you by J-Dog. Junk removal. J-Dog carpet cleaning. Got junk? Want it gone? Got floors? Want them clean? Call J-Dog junk removal and J-Dog carpet cleaning. Veteran owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern PA. Call 844-GET-J-DOG or visit jdog.com. I'm going to start with this intense story. And there's been some high profile stories of this ilk lately. But a 20-year-old woman was shot to death by a homeowner in upstate New York after pulling into the wrong driveway. Kaylin Gillis was in a car with three friends looking for another friend's house in the rural area of, uh, area of Hebron, New York, or maybe Hebron, I'm not sure, on Saturday night when they mistakenly turned down the wrong driveway. After the vehicle had been in the driveway for a very short time, Kevin Monahan came out of the residence and fired two shots as the group of friends were leaving. They were exiting the property. One of those shots struck and killed the girl. It's, uh, she was 20 years old. Uh, the group then drove off, to, drove to the neighboring town of Salem to get cell service and call for help. Emergency responders report, uh, performed CPR on Gillis, which she was pronounced dead. 
Uh, there was clearly no threat from anyone in the vehicle, according to Sheriff Jeffrey Murphy. He said there was no reason for Mr. Monahan to feel threatened, especially as it appeared the vehicle was leaving at the time. It's just, it's all uh, levels of paranoia and insanity. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Monahan, who is 65, refused to come out of his house, and officers arrived to investigate reports of shots being fired. Uh, after authorities spoke with Monahan through a 911 dispatcher and in person for roughly an hour, he was taken into custody. He's been charged with second degree I mean, if you, murder. You could even go out and just shoot around in the air and say, get out of here or something. Yeah. Even because that's yeah, yeah, that's that's too much. So. I just when I heard the story, I immediately thought of me and Bam Bam and, and cousin Kyle yeah. in New Mexico and in Philadelphia, Missouri. Because both in New Mexico, <laughs> we were like it was pitch black and we were basically right outside of somebody's no, I house. Know. But look at the. So this guy's clearly a lunatic, mm-hmm. but I mean, even in, in lunacy levels, he could have had a sub-lunatic step up before he shoots into a car. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. A teenager has been charged, this is a wild story, has been charged after the car he was driving went airborne and crashed on top of a house. Ended up on the roof. So wow. according to the North, pretty cool. North Carolina State Highway Patrol, it happened around 2.30 a.m. on Friday. Court documents said the 17-year-old was speeding more than 70 miles an hour. Troopers say the driver, identified as Tyler Cadell, lost control, hit a tree stump, drove on top of the homeowner's car that was parked in the driveway. That catapulted him up, and it landed on top of the house. The car crashed into the living room and made the home unlivable. At the time of the crash, firefighters said a family of four was inside. Two adults, two children. None of them were injured. Lord, we have company. Uh, Caudill was taken to the hospital where he's being treated for his injuries. He's facing two charges, driving after consuming under 21 years old and reckless driving. Both are misdemeanors. A stranger who entered a woman's apartment and stared at her while she slept on the couch before fleeing after she woke up and stealing a pair of socks on the way out has been been charged with burglary. Uh, Dan Abimana uh, was seen on home security footage inside of the apartment of a woman who says that she did not know him. Abamina apparently entered in the residence, spending some 30 minutes inside. During that time, he was seen walking through the entire apartment at times, staring at the woman who lived there. She slept on the couch. 30 minutes! He was also seen organizing some shoes and placing them next to the couch. So, Kathy would be okay with that. (laughs) I mean, he tidied up a bit. Abimana later turned himself in after recognizing himself in reports by a local CBS news station. So he took care of everything. Uh, the woman said, "I you sleep." Arranged your junk drawer. Said, "I sleep on the TV. Uh, I sleep with the TV on." Uh, and she said, offering a reason for why a stranger was able to get into her apartment without waking her. She said he was super quiet. I think the combination of the two is just how I kept sleeping. Uh, and apparently, her door was unlocked. So mm. she said that uh, Abimana woke her up after apparently bumping her knee while moving around as uh, she laid on the couch. She asked him who he was. He didn't answer. And she, he, she asked again, she said, I'm the guy who dropped you off last night. At that point, I knew he wasn't a friend of the kids or anything, and he grabbed a pair of socks on the way out. Hey! So they managed to get him after he turned himself in. Interesting. Where are the socks? In New York, an employee of a restaurant and sports bar did not want to go to work on Saturday, so she sent seemingly random Google voice text messages. We we're just talking about voice text messages. Mm-hmm. To as far away as Texas, threatening to shoot up the New Rochelle location of a national chain located at a popular entertainment destination. So the person 
A woman living in an apartment in the Bronx was recently hired by the Buffalo Wild Wings location in New Rochelle. She called out sick on April 15th, allegedly made a series of text message threats uh, the following evening. And the text message further stated that there would be a massacre and lots of people are going down. A subsequent message stated that today's a busy night because of the game. Don't take me as a joke. Lots of people will die. Don't call the store and ruin my plans. I'm going to make the news. This is somebody who wanted the day off of work, yeah. I think. Can't you just fake a bellyache? Yeah. Uh, that same day, police received a call from a second individual who had received an identical text message from an unknown person threatening to shoot up Buffalo Wild Wings and commit a massacre as well. Uh, they got the phone number from the text messages and tracked it down and went to her Gosh. house. <laughs> and uh, they busted her. So yeah. she admitted she had sent the text messages. Jaylena J. Mota was arrested. All right, and we'll do one more quick story, and we will wrap up the B-File. Uh, how about this one? A woman on British Columbia's Sunshine Coast awoke to a sticky situation last Thursday when she found a bear with a sweet tooth had broken into her car and crushed dozens of cans of soda that she had left there overnight. Sharon Rozelle said she was awakened by her dog around 3 a.m. She looked outside and saw a black bear surrounded by shattered glass from her car window, and she said he was drinking massive amounts of soda. Love Dr. Pepper. Uh, Roselle said uh, that she watched... It's, like it's, it's not too sweet, but it, it's just awesome. Uh, Roselle said uh, she watched from her balcony for an hour and a half as the bear used its teeth to break open the cans and slurp the contents while making a sweet mess of her car's interior. Yeah. That just happened. Uh, she said that the bear started with orange soda before making its way through cola and root beer, only it stopped <laughs> when it reached the diet soda. Uh, oh, my God. That's funny. Not on a diet. Don't need it. Uh, Roselle said she had 72 cans of soda in the car, and the bear drank 69 wow. of them. Wow. Like uh, the soda version of cocaine bear. Yeah. She said that she tried throwing cold Don't water. Don't mind if I do. Uh, she- <laughs> Ooh, what's this? Yeah. Ooh, uh, cooler soda. Uh, she said she tried throwing cold water on the bear from her balcony, but uh, she then tried. Dumb bitch. She then tried reasoning with him, explaining she needed her car to get to work the next morning. She's talking to the I bear. No, I'll drive you. Uh, she said. Then I tried psyching him out by telling him that I was a bear hunter. So you say you work at Buffalo Wild Wings? And that didn't do anything either, so I had to stand by and just watch him devour my car, she said. They're they're clever, man. Uh, she said the, the bear ripped the car's leather interior, broke the window roller handle from uh, standing on it, and spilled soda everywhere, including inside the gear shifter, and she's hoping her insurance will cover the damage. By the way, she owns a food truck, and she had bought the soda for her business, and that's why she had 72 cans Kids of soda, soda. Yeah. in her car. So Those bear claws, man, will F up a car. Oh, yeah. All right, and that is the Bizarre File for now. A reminder, you got about, uh, let's see, you got about two minutes left to enter the word together for MMR's concert cash giveaway, so make sure that you do that now. Again, the word is together. Now, if you miss out on this one, you can't do it now. We're going to do it again at 10 a.m. But hang in there because we got a lot of money to give away and a lot of tickets to get to you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Hang out, all right? 93.3 WMMR presents... 
Concert Cash. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Plus, tickets to MMRBQ this September. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash ticket window. Get the keyword. Enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app. You can also text it to 45911. Each winner from MMR gets a grand in cash. And two tickets to MMRBQ in September. See official rules at WMMR.com. It's Concert Cash. Sponsored by Meineke. Tires, brakes, batteries, and more. Doing car care right. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. WMMR, yes, that is brand new music from Foo Fighters. It is called Rescued, debuted right here for you. Uh, The new album is coming out June 2nd. It will be titled, but here we are. Dave is playing on that track. Uh, And I'm not sure uh, what the status is of the entire album. Uh, We do have a track listing here if you want to hear the titles. Yeah, Rescued, Under You, Hearing Voices. But here we are, uh, the glass, nothing at all, show me how, beyond me, the teacher and rest are the names of the song. So uh, apparently there's a lot reflected in this of of Taylor's passing and Dave's mom passing as well. Uh, So it's supposed to be a very emotional and raw album uh, from what the description says. So I... Uh, I, I listened to that, and I had a I was I had a feeling of nostalgia. Mm. It, to me, it reminded um, it, it, it took me back to uh, you know years ago, Preston, when we were you know just hearing the Foo Fighters initially, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. And uh, it, it just it, it was actually uh, a nostalgic, warm, and sort of um, I, listen. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Foo Fighters fan. I'm not ravenous, right. but I, I really appreciate the Foo Fighters. That. Hit uh, re- that reminded me of of a point in my life where um, that sound. Oh, I love that sound. I right. love that Foo Fighters introductory sound. Uh, somebody texted in. I agree. Consistent. Yeah, absolutely yeah. consistent <laughs> sound. The, you know the Foo Fighters when you hear them. And what I was thinking personally as I was listening to that, I'm like, okay, this is one I'll be singing along to. Yeah. In in no time, two three listens, I'll know the melody and I'll be singing along with it. That's yeah. what that's what Dave's got. He's got what the what great songwriters have, the ability to create a tune that is catchy and you will sing along to it. And the great thing about it is, I mean, you can do all kinds of catchy pop songs that come and, and blow away in the wind. Right, right. Uh, but his kind of have a Durability. staying power, yeah, yeah. which is, uh, it's impressive. I mean, I the agree. songwriting is impressive. So I like that. So brand new Foo Fighters. Not the only time you'll hear it today, I guarantee. Right. Jackie, I'm sure, is going to spin it for you uh, later on this morning. I don't know if we'll play it again before we get out of here. Who the hell knows? But it's brand new. Um, and the closest we have as of now of Foo Fighters making a Philadelphia visit, as far as I can see, is Asbury Park for the See Here Now Festival, September... Uh, it's the day after MMRQ. <laughs> there you go. Uh, September 17th. Um, so I don't know... Uh, Anything about them coming into town yet? Maybe they'll squeeze something. I gotta believe they'll find a hole in the in the, uh, the right? schedule to to come by to Philadelphia and play. Are they doing any one off shows anywhere? Um, or because I know they're doing several festivals. They're doing the Ohana Festival in Southern California. They're doing this one that you mentioned. See her now. I think they're doing that one up in Boston too. 
Uh, but I don't know if they're doing any actual, like, Foo Fighters shows. I believe they are, Nick, because a few of these say uh, that it's them featuring the Breeders. Oh, all right. So that would be an opening act. And it looks like I'm, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, at least four of those shows. Um, so those don't sound like festivals no. to me. Um, but uh, and they're doing some uh, some shows overseas as well. They're in Germany, and I think those are solo shows as well. But I'm not sure uh, about all the other ones. But uh, they, yeah, Dave, come on, man, come on, Dave, come on. Come on. We love you. You love us. It's uh, it'll it'll work out, and we hope to see you here. But new music. love a chance to see the breeders from Foo Fighters. Breeders are cool. I'm a breeders fan. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyhow, uh, so there you go. New music. Love bringing that to you. Um, real quick, can I do a shout out? Yes. Uh, to someone, someone I just uh, met yesterday. Um, his name is uh, Doctor Ross Zimmer, and he is uh, in cardiology with Penn Medicine, and got referred to him from Doctor Mike. Uh, and I took my dad to see him yesterday, and he was just. The greatest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to hear. You know that. what's wonderful is, I, is people that you meet in the in the um, uh, not just medical industry, but but caring for other people. What's yes. what I'm looking for? Uh, but anyhow, if, if you're tasked uh, to care for people, there are some people that you know do the job and and they they do the job. Bedside manner. Well, yes, but a a, a legitimate caring for. Someone's well-being. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. like Doctor Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. They're, you know, uh, they're, they're committed to helping people because, on a basic level, that's who they are. That's what Doctor Mike is all about. He wants and, to help people. And there are some people. There are a lot of great doctors who who do the job well and they get the job done, and that's what they do. But then there are those who take it to another level yeah. of just, I really, I, I'm here to help you. I'm here to care for you. I legitimately feel that way. That's the impression we got from this and guy. Then so. there are guys. Like maybe he'll do the barium swallow stuff. Who, oh my god, kind of dicks. That guy was a dick. dick. Steve oh, and I both were the same oh, guy. Seriously? I thought you meant because he gives you the barium. No, 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 no. Oh, Steve, I, I was. I, I mentioned something, and, and I knew was, exactly who he's talking yeah, about. And he, he was like the the swallow. Th- I'm like, yeah. yes. I'm like that guy was just a jerk a, a total, for a, no reason. So much so that I I went back at him. Like I had to. I'm like, I need. Mean, oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like not gonna, the, the anomaly, the exception. Everyone else, especially in Dr. Mike's sphere, yes. really cares about you. Absolutely. So I wanted to send him, him a shout out. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. for the uh, thank you for the uh, um, uh, the attention. You yes, this is wonderful. All right. Uh, speaking of all things medical, there was a medical mishap uh, of sorts that happened. Uh, could have ended in tragedy. Could have. Kathy, we're talking about you. Oh God, <laughs> that's the medical mishap we're talking about. Not necessarily medical, but self. Care. Oh, man. I feel like we always go here with me. I apologize to male listeners. Uh, no, we like it. The female listeners will uh, they commiserate understand. And the male listeners can pleasure themselves. Too. Oh, my oh God. no. I don't no, think no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I guess I'll just say it. But uh, it, <laughs> a tampon ripped in half. So what? part of it was left behind. Oh, no. You never leave a man behind. Never. Um. Oh no! Now and listen. I had, like, I know. I know. One. I, have most women had this? Is it, it's not necessarily the ripped in half, but maybe put two in or oh, something like that. This has or, never happened to me. And never. I like at first I was like, oh geez, like because they were new tampons that I was using, and I was like, oh geez, these are terrible. And then I was like, oh my god, wait, wait, <laughs> the rest is still there. What do I do? What? 
What do you do? So I, the, I pull, salad tongues. I, it, it, oh. No. So here, here's what happened. I have like this, and this all goes back to when we start. We talked about the cup. Like I've been on this quest to find a better way. May, right? may, may I just also just speak? Uh, I. I so many people have responded to your yeah. candor with that and have got actually gotten turned on to that and had success with it. So this, you know, I know Bill's probably uh, <laughs> running up the walls, but people do respond to this. So your candor with <laughs> dealing with these issues is much appreciated. I mean, let's, sure. let's not forget that. Half of the planet goes through this type of thing. So, you know, it's not like it's uncommon. It's right, everyone right. does. Right. A good portion does. Exactly, Nick. So I ended up having a conversation with this woman in the middle of Target prior to this happening. And we were talking about. Guess or- who's got a tampon party <laughs> No, we were talking about organic products, and she was like, I can never find good organic tampons. And I'm, you know, I had never tried those. I had always used the same one. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll, like, I'll try that since the cup isn't working for me. And so that's what it was. It was an organic. Have you tried a corn cob? Yeah. I mean, honestly, they they used to. It was an organic product, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it or what, but, like, I will never use those, and I'll throw them out. Probably. Not ever using it again. Or maybe they're novelty tampons. I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, you so gotta I, pull it these out and explode. <laughs> you go to pull it out, Preston, and it snaps on your finger. No, like think of like a think of like a cotton ball. If you were to try to like rip, yeah. like rip it in half, yep. you know. Yep. So is that the organic? What it was? That's sort of what happened. What makes it organic, Kathy? I don't. It's just like some of the. the so the the product that I used for years, like they're saying was now, they're mulch. No, they're saying now that like there's some things in there that probably shouldn't be. So um, it's just you know how they're made and what's used to make them. You right. want to be smart with Kathy, it. I got that. Uh, somebody recommends, have you ever heard of the Flex Disc? Um, yes, yes. Okay. So after we talked about the cup, I got like 900 emails about the disc and that maybe I should try that instead of the cup. What I have, is that? I have yet to. It's a similar concept, except Steve, it, it literally looks like a disc. Like it's okay. just. So um, you so so it'll be, it'll sort of be concave when you and put it in proper place? Uh, yeah, like it, it captures oh, no, no. all of it, like like a cup would. It's just a different shape, and it's a little shallower. This actually looks a little bit more like a uh, like a quasi pool skimmer. <laughs> right, oh Steve. Yep, yeah. you got it. Yeah, a mini pool right. skimmer. So so you so you realize that this happened, and then what do you do? Yeah. So like at first, uh, Mother, I have a st- <laughs> oh, I'm by the way, I was in a public bathroom. Oh no. Yeah. Um, target, right? We have a young lady up front here who's had an issue with a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said at first, I was like, well, geez, that's weird. I'm never getting these again. And then like for, had a moment of like hot flash started like sweating, freaking out. Like, what what do I do? And like, oh. I, Without getting too graphic, it, it it was easy enough to get out. Like part part of it was still kind of hanging out, and I just whoop, and like ripped it out. To be honest, though, all this we talked about this, all the stuff that you have to put up with because of your your, your plumbing, as opposed yep. to what we have to deal with. Yep. I imagine you'd be borderline passing out because what do you do? What do you do? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Now, what would you do? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, how would you? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a good friend who is a gynecologist. So I, you know, immediately called her and okay. she was like, look, she goes, this happens all the time. I see it all the time. She said, most of the time, like the majority of the time, you're able to get everything out yourself. People okay. don't think so. And she said, I'll bring them in just to like check and make sure. But she said, you likely have, you know, everything. And the all way right. that, that it was, it was still, the rest of it was still intact. So yeah. she was like, you're good. Everything's out. Okay. I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is, you know, I'm a guy. I don't know this thing. When you are, or when you use one, um, do you, I'm sure at first, like the first few times you did it, it was, it felt odd. It was strange. It was uncomfortable. Do you then, does it become so commonplace that you don't even realize, like you can't even feel that it's there? Yeah, well, that's, yes, that that would be the ultimate goal. Like if you feel, if you really feel it and it's like uncomfortable, then okay. like for me, it's either, there, yeah, there's there's different things. So, so yeah, you would take it out, maybe use another one or something like that. But yeah, for the ma- the majority of the time, I don't really... I mean, you know it's there, and right. there is maybe a You're little just used bit of a, to it. So it's a sensation, the, the desired but, result. Yeah, there's no sort of like pain or discomfort. Or okay, anything. I will. Uh, I'll phrase this delicately, but I had a friend in college, Preston, who had a fear of that, uh, oh. the feeling, um, with with a tampon, right. and so for a long time she used pads instead. Mm-hmm. And part of it for her, believe it or not, was was sexual in nature. That she thought that a tampon had a bit of a sexual connotation, okay. and so. Um, and, and she was a virgin at the time, and so that fear prevented her from using those. Mm. And for a long period of time, um, she used pads instead and looks back on that and regrets it. She was like, this is a silly fear to have, um, and wish, and she wishes that throughout college she didn't go about that route. Okay. You yeah, know, but I, a I lot think, of people, I think, that happens, to, like, I, I mean, I didn't use them for years. It, it takes a little while to get used to using. Right. I, I'm so clueless when it comes to the products, because, and, and I have no... Embarrassment issues whatsoever. If I got to run to the grocery store and, and you know grab, one, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the aisle. I do. Who, who cares? <laughs> Some people are embarrassed by that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there was one time when uh, my I youngest playing with them right there. My youngest needed a pad, and I it was in the bathroom. And uh, where are they? They're upstairs. Okay, I'll go get them. I bring down. I I don't know what I brought down. I brought the wrong thing down, and I got laughed at because of that. That's a curtain <gasps> rod. <laughs> you don't know yeah, what right? you brought down. <laughs> Maybe it was like liners or something like that, and, oh. and not a pad. Oh, I've is there a difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't tampons, oh my God, yes. but my yeah, I got laughed at. Preston, you're right. We're idiots. We do not know this yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. And just even on a basic level, my wife sent me. I told you the story to, to go going on a trip. Go get me some. Uh, if you're there, can you pick up some panties? Some, you know, just do like like regular the way we would pick up our our jockey shorts. You know, yeah. I picked up something that was suitable for an 800-pound great yeah, grandma. way wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And I'm like, I'm like I, I didn't, I felt so stupid, but you I just do. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, and so there's a, a newer, newer product that's out there that I have not gone to yet, but that some people are saying they're the greatest things. You have to get them, but it's period underwear. So it's, it, it's like basically full underwear and you don't wear anything you can go to sleep in them and then I think you wash them. I think they're reusable. That sounds like incontinent pants. Like, you know, uh, depends or something. Kind of, but I don't think it's diaper-esque. May I tell you, though, so when I had the the prostate removed, I I had the uh, the, uh, um, uh, I wore what are Diapers, it depends, but they're not. They they are really the state of the art right now, just briefly as I was getting my system back online, and they're really they're super comfortable. They're very thin and very absorbent. So I could see that. Well, I think that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's absorbent, and, yeah. and but they're able to keep them thin enough but that it's comfortable. It doesn't absolutely didn't did not feel. It felt like my regular underwear. Marissa, Kathy, a woman uh, next to me in line at Victoria's Secret. Just the other day, we were looking at them. We were, we both kind of like felt them. They just look like bike shorts. And then we started reading the sign, and we both looked at each other, and she was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You just those." And and nothing else, but people people are loving them. I guess they, they must work. It also every woman is very different. I'm right. So. For a special night tonight. You can't tell I'm bleeding like a gutted oh, pig. God. Oh, oh my, my god. 
God. Manthe, it sounds it's like, like a slaughterhouse in my shorts right now, but no one knows. It sounds like they're not made for you, Manthe. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you know it's... It, I, I could see that actually being a way to go because again the state of the art. Now I'll tell like I tell guys who who are going to get the surgery and, and and have to deal with you know that situation where they're getting their their ability to urinate and control it back online after surgery that they, they do not the worst thing in the world. It breaks my heart when I think of people you know being very embarrassed by these things. We all do you know at, at some level if we're dealing with something like this. But uh, like they really to have it that thin and that comfortable. It's, you would not really notice much of a difference between this stuff and regular, right. as you said, Marissa, like bice, bicycle shorts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, the, like, the ones at Victoria's Secret had, like, um, a little bit of a leg to them. So, like, they they were more, like, boy shorts, but even longer. They were, like, bike shorts. But I've seen them, too, where they're just, like, regular undies. Hmm. Sure. I, wonder, I wonder how well those work. Uh, um, well, I, I just saw one. It has, like, a reusable liner in it uh, that okay. you take out. I don't know if they're all like that, but. Okay. Uh, let me go to Mary. She's got advice for you here, Kathy. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Yeah, Mary, you're on the air. Go ahead. Can you, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah. Sorry, okay. first time caller. Nah. I don't call these things, but um, Kathy, I, I work for a, a large consumer products company, and a tampon is a medical device. And you should definitely take that box, call the 1-800 number, and report this. And you should report it to the FDA as well because it's a product failure. It's officially an adverse event. And it could mean that the entire lot of tampons is bad. And this could Ooh. be happening to someone else and they should do a recall. Okay. Wouldn't that be wild if you're uh, in front of the Senate reporting on that, Kathy? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> this young lady here had half a tampon. Are the C-SPAN cameras on? Please describe to us the embarrassment of having half an organic tampon in your cooter. But, you know those senators. Sometimes yeah. they throw a lot of those accents. Language. They don't know. Yeah. They're indelicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Mary. Thank you. I will uh, do that. That does yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. Spare someone else potentially from from that. I mean, I did send it like in, I, the brand name to my friends. I was like, "Don't use this." Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Cindy because uh, she's used this, or her, I think her daughter's used this kind of underwear before. Cindy. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> Sandy. Sandy. Okay. Oh, it's Sandy. Oh, we, I'm sorry. We, we got that. Sandy. All right, that's better. <laughs> What's up, you. Sandy? Um, so my daughter actually has eczema, and um, when she first started menstruating, the regular pads, the chemicals in them, actually caused her to break out even more. So we go on Etsy, and we buy them the natural pads, and they're washable, reusable. They come in different, you know, designs and stuff like that, and... So wait, is this the un- this is the underwear? Um, it's not the underwear. They're actually pads. She has looked at the underwear, but she's not like comfortable using that. So she just uses reusable pads, and you know she likes the idea that it's environmentally friendly and stuff like that. Whereas I still use regular pads. Okay, myself, so right? but they're 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 external, right? And so you and okay, okay, but but it's 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 it works well for her, and she's doing well. Yeah, she's doing really well. And, all right. I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes for different flows and stuff like that, and okay. they're really comfortable for her. So it might be another option. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. Kathy, when you go to the gynecologist, is it like when you go to the dentist and you leave and they give you a little toothpaste and, and, and No, uh, you don't leave with parting. You don't leave don't with give parting, you parting gifts? gifts? No, you get nothing hey, from the that. Dermatologist this is shampoo. Slap. Yeah, dermatologist does. Uh, Slap uh, a few of these up there. Yeah, Marissa. <laughs> Wait, Kathy. 
I was there the other day. I had my annual. I thought of you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Because she was down there and she just went, perfect. <laughs> oh, wow. We need to do a big collection of women. The perfect vaginas uh, and event some night. That'd be great. The, the PB yeah. prom or something. BBC, like that. perfect yeah. vagina club. Yeah. It's like the babysitter's club. Perfect vagina club. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm surprised they don't give you some sanitary items uh, as a little, yeah, like a parting yeah, gift. Yeah, I, I go to Penn and no, we don't leave with parting gifts. Casey, dermatologist will give you what? Yeah, I mean, they a lacrosse have, uh, stick. They, yeah, for some reason, lacrosse stick. I, I don't understand why they do that, but I'll take one. Uh, no, they have like um, like Dove soap and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, there's usually we go to the same Durham. We do. Um, and yeah, there's usually a basket when you check out. There's a basket right there. That oh, has some stuff. yeah. Huh. What? What? Yeah. Uh, are there any other doctors that give you little parting gifts uh, other than dentists? Uh, proctologists give you golf tees. Uh, they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, that. and I love my dentist, but they, the toothbrushes that they give him, they're terrible. Oh my god, I yeah. love my dentist are you toothbrushes. Yeah, yeah. So I got good ones. If, if you're listening, so do I. You got to step yeah. it up. Yeah, they I, really do. They're I go back not... for extras. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going into the prize closet. Uh, you know, yeah. when I'm at the dentist. Because they open it up and they're like, okay, what all do you need? And I'm like, ooh. You want some of the gas? Yeah, I take some of that too. Nick, last time I went, they forgot to give me my goodie bag to the dentist. And I'm so mad because yes. I, I like wait for that toothbrush. Uh, Did you have a cavity last time? You didn't have a cavity, right? Uh, no. Oh. Hey. No. Casey, I used to go to this place <laughs> right off of 252. It was Dr. Soffer's office. It was the same uh, dentist as Harry Callis, which I was always felt very lucky to be there. And okay. uh, and Preston, at the end of the dentist visit with Dr. Soffer, there was um, like the toy chest, and if you had a really good dentist report, oh, yeah. you could get more right. than one toy, right. and you got your floss and your your toothpaste. But Ooh. like you could dive in, it was it was like going to Disneyland. Yeah, it you was know so the most bizarre thing, Nick? My, uh, my childhood dentist, who I've talked about, a nice guy again, not not the best, but uh, and now it's all coming together in my mind. There was a jar of lollipops. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm like, smart. And a dentist on it! Here's some uh, thoughts. <laughs> uh, I, I had an idea, and I was going to pose this to Dr. Mike, because we were in, uh, yesterday I spent hours in doctor's offices. We're getting my dad checked out for a whole bunch of things. And um, I think that each doctor's office, if they're going to have you, especially if they're like a specialist and they're seeing a bunch of different people, and you know you're going to be sitting there for 10 minutes to an hour, who knows how long, where you're waiting on the doctor. I think they should have a little Bluetooth speaker in there that you can uh, that you can link up to and just have something because it's deadly quiet in those yeah. rooms wow. and you are spending your time staring around at tongue depressors and swabs and trying to you know. I hope they don't use that on me. Find something to kill yeah. some time. I think a little Bluetooth speaker in each one of those rooms would be really as long as you know people are respectful and they keep the music low. What if they send a comedian adapted crowd work to each room? Okay, to yeah, each yeah, room, yeah. All right. and they do you know whatever's necessary. Where are you from today? We gotta do ten minutes here. <laughs> I always have my uh, my headphones on me, so um, I'll just listen to my music if I'm in that room. You're talking about the reception room or in the actual examination room? If I'm in the examination room, what you were talking about. Yeah, because that's when it turns into, hmm, Uh so what now? You're a percussionist, though. You could do like a little stomp thing. Oh, there's plenty of things. There are plenty of things to play on. You go through the drawers, right? I do sometimes, (laughs) yes. And I try to be very quick about it. Do you ever just wander over to the surgery and see, I'll just be back here just looking? Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I never find anything interesting. No, the there's nothing no. cool, but, you know. Yeah. Try to read x-rays. That's fun. <laughs> um, hang on. I want to go to this uh, caller. It's uh, Michelle talking about the tampons. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, oh yes. Yes. Hey. 
Now, Michelle. watch your language, Michelle, you know. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. For a minute. Is she putting us on hold? No, 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 I'm changing phones. Oh, you're changing phones. Oh, okay. Yeah, listen, when I lived in Miami back in the 70s, my roommate Susan got... Are you there? Yeah, yeah be, be, there. be very delicate. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. She got two of them stuck in her. Okay, two tampons, yes, all right. And she forgot they were in there when she had, you know, what with her friends. So we were we went to work at uh, the golf course, Rogers on the Green, and we keep his cane. She was a bartender, I was waitress. She had to go to the doctor before her shift to get on mail, and afterwards, the doctor came in for lunch. Um, <laughs> I walked right by her, and then I waited on him. That had to be uncomfortable. <laughs> And what did he order? Yeah, we just all she did. She was she was cut from Kentucky. She was Terry cold chick. Oh my god! Her two hot dogs yeah. and ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just laughed and turned around and like, "What are you gonna do?" Like she went, "Oh well, no big deal." She oh wasn't my. embarrassed or nothing. Hey, your proctologist is at the other table. <laughs> no, no. I just wanted to tell that's you guys. Great, oh, that's great, Michelle. Funny. That's funny. All right, Thank Michelle. You. What? Uh, when? Uh, how old are you, by the way? If you don't mind me asking. I'm Okay, so you don't need to use these products anymore? No, you... I actually want to hear a crazy story. Oh, yeah, sure yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. No, when we when we got married 26 years ago, I didn't realize I was going to get my period. Here we were out in uh, in Hawaii, and we we're doing it, going to do like a snorkel. Well, I couldn't get it because I had it, right? So I'm changing actually out in the middle of the island in the water. They, in this little boat, changing my thing. And... um. And then after I came home, I never got again. I was almost 37 years old. I haven't had a period since I was almost 37. So how long did you go without a period? Huh? How long did you go without a period? Well, I, I got it in June of 97. And then after that, it kind of faded away. So I turned <sighs> in October. I turned uh, uh I turned 37 then, and after that, so if we would have had kids, I probably couldn't have had kids. Well, you're saying you got your period right at the height of grunge. Which yeah, is like I got my period when I was like 10, 11. Everybody gets their period. Oh, now. wow. That's interesting. Yeah. But you, medically, you're okay, Michelle? Yeah, I, no, you want to, oh, I'm healthy as uh, anything. I don't, I'm not on any medication or anything. All right, good. I've never had a physical, but I am healthy as anything. You've never had a physical? No. Well, then how do you know how healthy you are? Yeah. Because she's not sick. Listen, I I do the gyno, I do the boob, I do everything She does the gyno and the boob. And I had my blood pressure. I could yell at my husband, put the cuff on, and it's 120 over 80 all the time. All right. All right, well, cool. At least you're doing something. It's not like you haven't been checked out, but you've just never had an overall physical. I I don't have cholesterol, high cholesterol. I don't have nothing in my body. I'm just I'm lucky. I take after my dad. But here's the thing about people. My mom couldn't believe that I didn't I didn't have. I went through menopause there right away too. Wow. So I went through menopause as soon as I perimenopause right away. Which is what now? Where, which means you just start getting hot sweats and irritable, which I really didn't get. The thing is, people don't understand. They think if your mom got her period later, you get it. Everybody's a different person. My mom swore I was like kind of lying that I didn't get my period. Who's going to lie if they don't have their period? Yeah, anymore? Michelle, did you ever? Were you ever on uh, any type of birth control? Yes, and, I was on birth control. Matter of fact, when I moved to Florida at eighteen, I went on because I couldn't control um, my. My period was just coming and going whenever mm. I wanted. Yeah, sometimes so women will do that to regulate. And the, fir- and the first time I went off it. I yeah. You know what, Nick? They'll also they'll prescribe it uh, sometimes for skin conditions. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 birth birth yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I went off it. My I went off it later. My husband said, "Stupid, you're being on the pill. We're not having you know." So he got a vasectomy uh, a long time ago, which uh, is the best thing. I recommend guys get vasectomies instead of women get tubes tied. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they're very cool, Michelle. We appreciate all the info. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Uh, you too. We'll see you later, Bye. Michelle. Bye. Okay. She's the best. She is the best. <laughs> I love, love her. She's straight up. I need to meet her. Like. Yeah. I, we, we've never met, right? Like, I don't think no. so. No, no, no. I have her uh, contact information. She offers, you know, to clean houses and stuff like that. That's what she does for as a profession. So. I don't want her in my house. <laughs> no, I'm going to say I bet you she's probably pretty kick-ass. Yeah. I bet she's, like, awesome. Uh, hang on. Amber wants to raise an argument for the flex disc. Hi, okay. Amber. Good morning. What's up, Roast Beef? Yo, Roast Beef. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What do you want to tell us? Um, so, I'm sorry. I have my little listeners in the back seat Aww. laughing at you guys. So I use tampons for years, um, and I've always had medical issues down there to where I've always been really, really heavy. Um, and I tried multiple forms of, um, like, birth control. I tried the cup. Um, the cup was just, like, way too messy, and to me it didn't hold enough. Um, but, like, three years ago, I started using the Flexus just to, like, try it out. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, ridiculously amazing. I haven't. You love it. Wow. You love it. Could you use, because I've seen the commercials for Flex Tape and oh, Flex Seal. Yes. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> doggy, doggy. It'll probably plug my boat, so. <laughs> but that's, so you you found your solution. And so, oh. um. And, and and it works so um yeah, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, look what. Thanks, Amber. Women have to deal with. I know, dude. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's. Just, I mean, you know. Yeah, and we get to pee standing up. Absolutely. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. And helicopters. It's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, well, I'm glad, Kathy. I'm, I I didn't know you would just told us that. Yeah, <laughs> Now it's, there's another use for flex seal and flex tape. Uh, that you had had the issue with the breaking, but I didn't know you were able to take care of that yourself, that you were able to, it, it had a happy ending without any intrusiveness. Yep. yep. And by the way, I do tell them this stuff, guys. <laughs> you do what, Santa? Tell you, I do tell yeah, you Yeah, she does. <laughs> Absolutely. We're very close here. Yeah, All right. <laughs> that's um, your gynecologist. <laughs> Get the stirrups. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap up. Uh, I would like to remind you of a couple things. We're one hour away from your next opportunity to win MMR's concert cash. 10 o'clock is when we will give you the concert cash keyword, so don't miss the opportunity. But right now, I would like to give something else away. Uh, coming to town at the Met, actually, on November 3rd, will be um, Eliza Schlesinger. Ah. And she is performing, and tickets are on sale this Friday. We have tickets before Hi. you can buy them. We love her. So you want to go to a great comedy show, be caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give them to you. So, again, it's Eliza Schlesinger, who's going to be at the Met, and that is on November 3rd, and tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have some survey information to share with you. So, survey says. And actually, before I go to survey says, I do want to uh, mention this, that uh, Bill had said, uh, let's play the Foo Fighters song one more time before yeah. we wrap today. Right. So we will get that in. We had brand new music from Foo Fighters. We played just a little while ago. We'll play it again later on. Okay, so surveys. In this particular survey of 30,000 U.S. adults, wow. when you were a teenager, how many physical fights did you start? Start. Yes, yeah, start. All right. So, when I was a teenager, what? so from 13... To 19. Yeah. Which would, what what grades would that put you in? Anybody <laughs> eighth grade, yes. uh, senior high school. Eighth right. grade, senior in high school. Um, all right, so you want me to give you the results here? Oh, yes. No, no, eighth all right. grade college, really, because I forgot 19 is a teenager. Okay, okay. We're talking okay. physical fights. Physical fights. How many physical fights did you start? Um, none. 59% of the um, people surveyed said that they had never started a physical fight. Uh, 10% said one physical fight. Uh, 11% said 2 to 3. 6% said 4 to 5. 3% said 6 to 10. And 2% said more than 10. Mm. Uh, From their so, prison cells. So I'd never started a fight in my I life. never did in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a few fights mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and I had a, a good run. I was usually not picked on for fights because, uh, you know, I, I've been slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, throughout my life. So so that was, uh, I, I assume, part of the issue. And also, I was on no one's radar in particular, you know. Okay. So. Uh, Press, have you ever been in a fight? What I was going to say, so the next question is, when you were a teenager, how many physical fights were you involved in? Uh, one. Uh, and you know what? And that wasn't even, I, that may have been preteen. Did anybody call you out? Because that was my. I call you out. That was my fear, to get mm-hmm. called out. Um, I got called out. Yeah. I remember hearing, you know, somebody wanted to fight me, and yeah. I avoided it. I was total. I want to fight you. I, I want to Frank Rizzo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're old, guy. Two, two, three. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Take it out back. I don't care how old you are. I want to fight you. I'm a teenager. Skipping yeah. off to school. La, 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 You la, are la. a lush. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> Going to school, learning your mind and your P's and Q's. Uh, as a teenager, never was in a fight. And I, and I remember, you know, hearing people that wanted to get into fisticuffs, but I didn't, I wanted nothing to do with that. I was a total wuss. Yeah. And avoided any confrontation, physical confrontation. Which, honestly, they, you should try to do that. Unless it's something that's unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But my ego hurts a little from yeah. it to this day. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Go fight like, that guy. Like, you didn't even step up. Yeah. I didn't even try. Could you fight that guy now? I yeah. don't remember. I don't know. I mean, yeah, us as adults, maybe. You want to call him out? No, I don't want to call him out. You're a black belt! I don't remember who it was. What if this guy's a quadruple black belt? I know, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I remember being on the bus. Very impressive. Why why don't we take this into my karate school? (laughs) I remember being on the bus, and these two boys, we were in high school, they... We're getting into it, and then they were like, all right, we're, we're getting off at the next bus stop, and we're fighting, right? I want to fight you. And they got off, and clearly neither of them wanted to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just did. And we all got off the bus Case, at that bus Of course stop. you, you reminded me, uh-huh. Kyle Mooney, one of, one of my favorite SNL skits, mm-hmm. is him, Preston, the classic high school fight. Come on. 
and like really, you know, chest out and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And they're doing all the quasi fight moves, and then they bailed. And right when they start, like they're later in the principal's office, and they're both crying, and it's like <laughs> it's that kind of thing, though. The fights, the would they even be fights? Here, the, the clip is running in the uh, uh, in this in the uh, studio here, but um, it was more like a like a five ten seconds. You know, mm-hmm. they don't last long. It's not yeah. like movie fights. Yeah, and your so Steve, how many in a teen as three. a teenager? Three fights. Yeah. All right, and did they last very long? No. Okay. No. A couple of I, couple of punches. I, I and almost that's it. would consider them shoving matches. Yeah. You know. Right. Not in a classic. Uh, not a John Wick way. God, I remember a number of bullies. Though I wish what? I would have just. Popped in the face. I wish I would have had the, the, even though I probably would have lost the fight. Yeah. I wish I would have had the the gumption to use a word uh, to just just tall off and, and smack him. You've just, never seen Days Confused, right? No. So there's a scene where um, Adam Goldberg, not the Goldbergs, Adam Goldberg, but the actor Adam Goldberg uh, does that to a guy, and he, he's it, it's a it's captured so well the writing because he's stewing about it. And he he gets bullied a little bit. And then he goes back, and then he punches the dude in the face, and then that dude beats the crap yeah. out of him. Yeah. But in, in hopes that the fight would be broken up like yes. immediately. Yeah. yeah. But the way that he describes the fact that he knows, having been bullied, it will eat at him not only for the rest of the night, but probably for the rest of his life. I, yeah. I it's really relatable. And I wouldn't have had the presence, the the yeah. that you know mental presence to think of of the future like that. Yeah. You know, at that age. But you know what that feeling is like when the bully treats you that way, and it's yeah. you know you can see why sometimes. Even if you're the underdog, you throw that punch. Yeah, it's it's one of the most excruciating things. But people who are inclined to be bullies, um, you know, are I I don't know. I, well, I you know what I know what you're going to say, yeah. and we've seen Sing Street, and there's a bully in Sing Street, yeah. and then you find out like, oh, he's getting his ass kicked by his dad on the rag. They, you know? Yeah, a lot of times they're yeah. they're they're just reflecting what's what they're yeah. getting, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're a holes, and sometimes they. And I was reading this not too long ago, like a, a sad uh, list of facts that, yeah. that people don't want to. Sometimes bad people have a great life. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And it sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the bullies go on, continue to be that way, and they live the life they want to live, and it works out for them. I like to think that every dog gets his day. Oh, you, karma's going to get yeah. you one day. And and some, and some a lot of times it does, but sometimes it doesn't, and it sucks. Sometimes so you die with Donna Derrico sitting on your face. Yeah. <laughs> What? Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, know, I know who she is, yeah, yeah. but I didn't. Well, that's how, that's how you, you don't want that to happen. No. Yeah. Not I'd for a bully. Yeah. I'd love for that to happen. I would love for that to happen. Yeah, but you, you're good people, so you yes, should get thank that. You. thank oh, you. All right. Yeah, but bullies shouldn't. Can you sign up for that? <laughs> um, back to this fight survey. Do punches have to be thrown and or do faces have to be hit for it to be no. a fun? No. No. I, I think. Uh, you can wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you what you feel was a legit fight where you guys were both you don't have to punch somebody in the face for them to consider a fight but I, fights with your brothers don't count right no i don't think no. so that was every night no yeah. my i never fought really i never had physical play fights and never aggressive fights with my younger brother and my older brother gene never fought with me that way um so have you ever in your life so you've never have you ever punched someone in the face no okay i mean just with boxing gloves yeah, yeah. but i never bare bare-fisted punch someone in the face no yeah so I have, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it again, it's weird because I've been punched in the face, and I punched in the face two or three times. What's more fun? Punching someone yes. in the face. <laughs> but Preston, it, again, with everything, the way we perceive it as we see it in television and movies, it just, 
I, I, the guy who attacked me at the box cutter one time, I punched him in the face and I, I laid him out. Right. Uh, and so, but I remember even like looking at my hand going, wow, that didn't, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't jive with the way we think it's going to be. Right. That's why you always think of these elaborate fights that you're going to get into. Yep. And the fight is usually over in seconds. By the way, in the survey, uh, how many physical fights were you involved in? Uh, 38% said none. So the majority of people don't fight. Yeah. Uh, 11% said one, 21% said two to three, 10% said four to five, and 5% for both six to 10 and more than 10 fights. Um, so, yeah, interesting <laughs> survey. Uh, real quick, though, let me go to June. She wants to mention a bully story here. Hi, June. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, June? Um, I um, was picked on quite a bit from a girl in school for years, really, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up moving near a park. And every time I went to the park, she would chase me away and I would run home. My mom would say, oh, my gosh, like, you got to stick up to this girl. You have to stand up. You have to defend yourself. And uh, I didn't want to. I was petrified. So one day she's like, you know what? We're going to go take care of this right now. And I'm thinking she's going to take me over and have a talking to us, like, you know, stop picking on my daughter. Uh, No, she made me fight her. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, wow. So she, um, she's like, all right, you guys got to take your shoes off. And uh, and I'm bawling my eyes out. Like, I don't want to fight this girl. I'm not a fight. I was very quiet. Right. Always picked on. So uh, I, I, I heard her pretty good. My mom stopped the fight. <laughs> but she never picked on me again. Um, well, and I know there's a lot of people that say that it's not the greatest thing to do with your kid. but Probably that? not recommended. But let me ask you, June, were you a different person after that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think organically, uh, if you, if you say next time you do that, I don't think you become Don King, and right, you know, right. uh, uh, but I mean, still, yeah. uh, uh, it's still uh, yes. I think that's a, that's a life lesson. And June, did um, how did uh, your bully's parents feel about you kicking her ass? Um, they didn't really care. Okay. Um, that's probably why the daughter was that way. I think that was part of the problem. Was her parents weren't really a good. Um, right. Example in her life, so right. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Are you guys so best friends now? Um, we did become best friends for a little while. Isn't that and crazy? Then she, then she stole money from my mom, who was a single parent with two kids and no child support. Oh, well, to, to pay for to cover the cost of the fight. Yeah. And did hey at well, that point did your mom give you a gun and take you over there to go kill her? <laughs> Well, I actually just went to her door by myself, which I never would have done. There you go. Okay. You're a new person. I went to her door, and I'm like, you know, you stole money from my mom. She can't even pay her bills, and you're stealing money from my mom. And then her mom actually did. It was back when wigwams were really popular. She, <laughs> she bought, like, $200 in wigwams. Oh, my God. And so, wigwams. Yeah, so, so, my, so her, um, her mom did pay the money back. Her mom okay. did give the money back. Yeah. Uh, June, where are you from, by the way? I'm originally from Cape May County. I live in Burlington now. Oh, right. Jersey. Okay. Casey had the Delco jingle ready. To uh, no, I had the Bucks go ready to go. Oh, we would. I thought it was uh, All right, thank a you. Good life. for you, though. Good thank that it worked you. out. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you know it. what, though? I, that sounds like a tough situation, but, yep. like, I don't shy away from saying that if somebody is bullying you, punch them in the damn face, and guess what? It's going to stop. And it's terrible to tell your kids that, but like you're going to be... These people that bully these kids, the kids get traumatized. Like It's a a lifelong thing. Like You don't forget about that stuff. You say don't do it at school, though, because you can get yourself in some big trouble doing it at school. What's going to happen? You get suspended? Deal with the suspension. If you're going to be bullied for your entire life, punch the damn kid in his face. I literally had this conversation with a mom yesterday, and she's going through it, and, and I'm like, your kid needs to punch him in the face. And then guess what? The bullying is going to stop. 
So in elementary school now, if you, if this were to go back earlier, I got into more. I got into fights, and and there was twice because I was always the new kid in town, yeah. and got and it was always that issue, uh, and uh, and so I faced down two bullies, and I did. I you know they were always coming after me, so I finally you know laid down the law and was able to get the upper hand. But yeah. I, as you get older, you really shouldn't be in multiple fist fights all the time. Yes. Yeah, there's probably a good there's idea. a character flaw there. All right, so uh, anyhow, we're going to move on to a different survey, and I know there's calls coming. But... Lindsay, family feud, man. This is uh, survey says. So I have a variety of surveys that we need to go to. All right, in a survey of 2,000 U.S. homeowners, when it comes to what is important in a home. Lots Seven, of fighting. Seventy-five percent believe it's important that their yard or home's exterior look impeccable. Forty-six percent of uh, Gen Z are likely to purchase their home based on its architecture and style, and sixty-one say curb appeal makes a good impression on guests and neighbors. I wish I could do my the exterior of my house right now. It's it's the only thing when I walk around the house, like the siding's chipping off, and and I almost said the s word, and it's <laughs> annoying. Uh, and it's one of those projects where, like, I'll get around to it eventually. I just, when I look at it now, it bothers me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And also, does it bother you going, oh, my God, I don't even know where to get started. That's on exactly right. This. Yeah. yeah. I think I have to start with a roof. And I talked to you guys about this a while ago. But, like, we're, we're going, moving forward with a solar project. And uh, when you get solar panels put on, you have to have a new roof. So the new roof goes on first, then the solar. But then, you know, like any home project, one home project begets like 12 other home projects. Uh, With this, uh, when it comes to maintenance on your home, 42% focus on their home's exterior, such as patios. Mm -hmm. 42% turn to YouTube videos when they dare tackle doing yourself project. Yes, I, I do that. And number six, uh, 62% would call the pros for a home improvement project over immediate family. That's what I do. Yes. So call and that's pros. what I do. Yeah. Here's yes. what happens. A lot of my immediate family are pros. They're contractors. That's beautiful. So that helps. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, a lot of this stuff can be expensive, so you got to find the the right pros and stuff like that. I'm just telling you, like... Use uh, inferior supplies. Well, no, no, no. So my friend Steve is a landscaper, and I needed uh, a lot of stuff done to our flower beds. And, uh, you know, I could have called this company, and th- there's a company that I do use for, uh, like, my, my lawn... Um, uh, what's the word? I'm not lawn maintenance, but... Um, Ornaments? Landscaper? No, no. Like... Um, Hardscaping? No, it, it doesn't even matter. But okay. so, but this guy, Steve, is a one-man operation. You can save a lot of money when it's a one-man operation. Like a handyman. When they don't have to, like, you know, pay other right. people and stuff like that. Contractor? But, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. This, this this is landscaping. This is... Um, but the, the Protestant minister? The other company that I use, they're, like, my lawn was in terrible shape, and they were bringing it back to life, like fertilizing yes, it and all that yes, sort of yes. stuff. Um, and we have used them in the past to clean out flower beds. But again, they send a whole team of people, right? And then that costs money because you're paying each of those people per hour, blah blah blah. So this guy, when he comes by himself, it's a lot cheaper because I'm not paying multiple people by the hour. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. it, but but a lot of this stuff is so cost prohibitive, and and also it is. Listen, I could do the land, I could do the flower beds, but it is. Such hard work, and I am such a pussy that I can't. You know what I mean? Flowers are scary. N- no, not flower. No flower beds. Oh, like it's not planting the flowers. It's it's weeding it and, and getting all that stuff up, and then doing, laying down listen, the weed barrier. And- there's something to be said. Let if someone's an expert at it and can do it the right way, or at least even to just reset it, and you can maintain it or try it now and then. That does make a difference. Uh, but again, I. 
I think if you just make a, a a modest effort to make sure that your 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 lawn is you know tended to, it doesn't have to be you know uh, like a. Like a, the, a, the Versailles, for Christ's sake, yeah. you just you know, just make an effort. Also, I think you owe that to your neighbors to not have a yeah. you know a dump of a house, uh, you, you know, because you bring down property values. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a, a, a mild disdain for the uh, the, the the yard. Uh, uh, fanatic, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the the grass and you know and and freak out if anybody were to dare uh-huh. have their dog you know run across their yard or something. Oh, that, like that. Well, that's insane. That person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand that. It's also really well, wasteful. Like at the end of the day, it's it's terrible for the environment. You know, lawns are just a, a, a huge waste of energy, a fertilizer, and and uh, you know, at, at some point, I'd love to move away from it because it's just it's a waste hey, of time. Speaking of, have you guys noticed the uh, the dandelions like yeah. an ex- explosion in dandelions all over the place like i mean way more than i've ever seen before it's actually kind of pretty to be honest uh, well, yeah if they we, weren't we use natural weed. lawn so we don't get the dandelions no, no i'm not talking about in my yard but oh. they're, they're like fields and stuff oh, really no i have not seen over that the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what makes them a weed why do they get categorized that way i think they're pretty too yeah and and i don't know why they it's, it's probably the invasive nature of them i guess but like who cares are daffodils a weed because they kind of come no, up out of no, nowhere no oh, no they're nature's tampon they're a perennial <laughs> You have to plant them. They're um, so, anyhow, uh, that's uh, another survey. I have a different survey I'm going to mention for yeah. you now. All right. I told you some of these are really, really stupid. Oh, right. th- that's what we love about them. And that's why I bring them up. Okay. When it comes to replicating artworks, yeah. 6% said they could definitely replicate uh, the self-portrait with straw hat by Van Gogh. 36% said that they could definitely replicate composition with red, yellow, and blue by Piet's Mondrian. And 72% think that they could not replicate Michelangelo's David. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah. yeah. I told you it was stupid. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, listen. How Nick, many thought they could replicate the Mona Lisa? Uh, Nick's fiance is an artist, and she, uh, Nick, after you guys had gone to the uh, Chicago uh, Art Institute, mm-hmm. and I remember you telling me about things, these little subtleties that she was noticing about artwork, about how, you know, certain colors were used to um, create a shadow. And it's like, oh, oh, when you look that close, oh, this shadow is not gray. It's... It's a series of purples and blues, sure, you know, right. like that's, yeah. you know, those. So to answer that question, no, none of us could replicate any of that stuff. Yes, no. Steve, you mentioned uh, Picasso this morning um, because I think it's his daughter's birthday. Yes. Yep. And, you know, what artists like that that are geniuses and revolutionaries do is they just they create. <laughs> there's so much work and genius behind it. It's it's really, really hard for me to understand that. I, I don't quite get it. But when you talk to an artist and they explain it to you. I sort of get it a little bit, but you you really need to be guided through it. It's like if you get a, a guided tour at the uh, Rodin Museum. Yes, you're just going to understand it. Much All better. those Toho monsters are amazing. I meant Rodin the sculptor. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rodin the monster should have his own museum. He really should, he honestly. Did. You know which one is he? Yeah, the the large pterodactyl looking creature. Then there's okay. uh, Ghidorah, Ghidra. and Mothra. And Mothra. That's the main one that I know because it looks. Camera, like which is the large turtle. Okay. You got them all. You got them all. And then mm-hmm. certainly to fill out a museum. So those they could have spots in the Rodan Museum? I would insist on it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, all right. So how did Banksy become so famous? And uh, you know, he was just, he was a graffiti artist, right? right. And then somebody was creative. Well, I, yeah. that's that's the thing. I mean, I remember seeing those works of art, bef- 
you know, before they became outrageously over the top and going, well, that's kind of cool. Well, he caught he caught traction. Some something took. Like, remember the guy Cristo who used to do like he covered an island in like purple mm-hmm. or whatever or pink wrapping. Yeah. Um, did the those events and and so he he built to that level and and then I guess you have that pivotal work that jumps out and captures the attention and then you're off for for Andy Warhol it was the Campbell's soup yeah yeah uh, so, can so there is when you're driving down 95 around Chester I think just past Chester right before 322 Commodore Barry Bridge if you look over on the wall so you're driving uh, southbound it yeah. would be on your left northbound it would be on your right. There is something, I was like, that could be a Banksy. For all I know, it really could be a Banksy. Just the, the way it looks, because it's not like your classic piece of graffiti that, that you see when you're driving down 95. It is a, it's a gorilla, it's black and white, and the way it looks, I'm like, I wonder, like, really who, who that is. And I haven't seen anything like it, so it's not like a, a tagger, if you will. Have you, did you, have you any of you guys no, seen that? I haven't okay. seen it. I no. want to, though. Yeah. Well, I had my son take a picture. He's at school right now. I don't know if he's going to be able to send me the picture. Get him out of class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call the office. Uh, who is, who's, our, uh, who, who's not Joe Pesci? What the, uh, who's the tag? Female Joe Pesci. Female, Female Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, and, and I mentioned this before, that because uh, I was driving my dad through the city yesterday, and he was, you know, checking out some of the murals that you see on the wall, and I let him know that Philadelphia has... More murals than any city in the world. Yes, there are no any city in the world. In in the abs in the world, there are, there are the most uh, murals in our city. So we've got plenty of public art to look at. They just did oh, a new one cool. down in Chinatown that um, they dedicated, and it's pretty amazing. And okay. it might actually, believe it or not, if they go through with the uh, with the Sixers Arena, yeah. it might get demolished. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, I have another survey and. This is by far the most stupid one of the morning. In a survey of 2,000 parents with school-age kids, they asked the question, why do kids like certain foods? 53% said they taste good, 46% said they smell good, and 45% said they're shareable. Oh, man. That, that's such a winner. They taste why good. Why do kids like food? Because it tastes good. <laughs> Oh my god! That's just, that's just that's horrible. And we'll get sent these things like, here's some topic starters for your yeah. show. Is there any other reason you would like food other than it tasting good. good or smelling good? Uh, there are on. no other reasons, right? No, there's no other reason. I mean, I really uh, love the that small because... percentage, maybe color or texture, but that doesn't make you want to eat it. Eat it, dummy. Okay. That's the really stupid one. I thought. All right, well, I, I will have to agree. I like food because of taste and smell. All right, I do. Too. All right, in another survey, uh, when it comes to cat calling, cat calling. Yes. I have eight, so it's very elaborate. Does not it that. not work? Uh, well, no. So this is what they said: forty percent said they don't know what to do when they see people getting cat called. Seventy-two percent they have experienced or witnessed this harassment firsthand. And 52% of people surveyed said that they have been harassed in the past. So the appropriate thing to do if you see that happening is for you to go, Haruga! Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, if you're confident enough, the best thing to do is to, like, yeah, acknowledge it and, <laughs> you know, kind of strut past them. Because what else? Otherwise, it's awkward. Yeah. What's it? Uh, I assume you've been catcalled before, Kath, right? jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so It happens times. to any 30-year-old. <laughs> uh, do you just ignore it? Oh. Uh, 
Well, like I said, if you, like if you're confident enough, you have to acknowledge it. No, so what I do with anybody that that does that, like it's a compliment. They're they're meaning it to be most times. They're meaning for it to be a compliment. So I will smile and say thank you. I don't know if they're like screaming and yelling and whistling. Excuse me, where can I purchase a menstrual cup? <laughs> yeah, from like a uh, constru- that, that, that. from like a construction site. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But like, if somebody like says something to me on the street, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, and just, just keep walking. What is the most? I can't imagine that there is. But what is the most acceptable, benign way of someone legitimately thinks, wow, you. I don't know you, but I just wanted to say you're you're, you're brightening up my day with yeah. your, you know, with this lovely frock. <laughs> there's, the, there's, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? Is there anything? No, not really, because it, it depends on the person. Because yeah. yeah. something that's not going to offend me will probably offend right. Marissa, or right. you know what I mean, somebody else. Right. I yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I'm I think- not sure what would what would be accepted. What would be a universally accepted? I don't think there well, is. I think if you're nice about keep it, keep quiet and gesticulate to suggest your no. pleasure yourself. No, don't do that. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's acceptable, right? Yeah, <laughs> just do the one-handed press. I mean, that clears. And then, yes. and then do the flick at the end, like yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you guys see that report yesterday? The public guy that was doing that, wearing the the bright yellow neon yes. pants. No. Yes. What? Yeah. All right. I'll see if I can yeah, call that up. Yeah. The public guy. What do you mean? There was a guy doing that in public yesterday, which Steve was just talking about, out in public at a playground, and he was wearing bright yellow neon oh pants. And God. so the neighborhood alert that went out was like, be on the lookout for this guy. And that's Dude, how they described him. I saw on Walnut Street. Is it yesterday? Yesterday or the day before, because uh, I've been going to some medical places. And anyway, but I'm walking by, and the dude is lying on the sidewalk with all these notebooks laid out, which is no big deal. I didn't know what he was doing. Grabbing for a test. Collecting money or whatever, but I kid you not. You know how people, some people will have their pants hanging low. Yeah. Dude had them. I mean, his ass was fully <laughs> exposed. No wow. underwear either. Fully exposed. His junk was covered up, but that is it. The rest of it, you could see like... Like it going down into where his... Everything. I, I was like, come on. Dude, you're naked. You know, you're sitting there naked on... on the side Don't tease us. Let's see some scroll. Yeah. I know what the deal was. Yeah, okay. Here's the post press. And it's on an uh, Instagram account called Watch Out Philly. And this was at uh, Von Collin uh, Memorial Field, which I'm not familiar with. In Fairmount, it says. What kind Fairmount. of freak does that? Uh, I had three testicles. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Nut job. All right, Seriously. but at least wearing Seriously. loud clothing helps the authorities. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, this also says, where do Americans believe such harassment occurs? The cat calling. Fifty-two uh, percent said in the workplace, thirty-eight uh, percent in bars and restaurants, thirty-five in public transit, and thirty-two percent college campuses. I bet you see that on public transit a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I can't. I've I've seen it happen, and it, and I've I, I, I've commented. It, the people doing it are always so skeevy, you oh know. God, yes. and, and and the worst is when they look around as if they're right, you know. What was that movie, Promising Young Woman? Yes, uh, where she would walk yeah. by, you yeah. know, the the typical construction site, and the guys are <laughs> yeah really uh, goading her, and she just would stop and turn and just stare at them right. for a while, and then they would, and like, eventually um... they'd start getting <clears throat> pissed, yeah, embarrassed, <laughs> and then mad, yeah, yeah, yeah. afterwards, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's uh, I I haven't seen a real cat calling or wolf whistling. Yeah, in public in quite a while. Yep. All right. Uh, case. I, think, I was going to say, do we need to wrap it up here? Or no, we well, maybe one. that's in one right. of your surveys. Do we need to wrap it up? 
Uh, no, let's do... 40% said yes. This one. Uh, about one-third of Americans forget their leftovers as soon as they're out of sight. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm in that boat. A survey of 2,000 U.S. adults on groceries and food waste found that the average household spends $248 a week on groceries, 10% spend upwards of 500 And when it comes to food waste, 70% of respondents throw away unused food because it goes bad before they can, it can be used. So here's the deal. I've gotten very good over the past couple of years of making sure that, you know, I, I get I get to the leftovers, yeah, you know, if I've yeah. gotten them from a place. Uh, some some get away from you now and then. My wife had uh, leftovers that she forgot in the backseat of her car. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the most part, because we do, we end up getting a lot yeah. of leftovers. So yeah. what's the timetable? I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I think like a day. I was just saying my family f- does that regularly. They'll they'll bring stuff home uh, and just, it, I, I know I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I will be the one to throw it out because oh. I will remember that it's in there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they don't. I do not bring home anything unless I legitimately have the intention of eating it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is just going to be a waste of space. We're going to end up throwing it out. Uh, and so I won't do it. But don't you get that craving sometimes for the thing that you brought home? Like, there to me, there's a cool anticipation every now and then of like, oh, man, I got that thing waiting for me in yeah, the fridge. Yeah, that's when my wife eats it. Yeah. <laughs> Before you get home and have oh, it. Dude, yeah, the intention is yeah. to always eat it. Right. That's the point of bringing it home. I, but I, then you just, I, I mean, I forget about it all the time. Do you think some people who just some reflexively just take it, even if they had it at the restaurant and they didn't even like it that much, they just, I'll take it with me. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, I, I absolutely and I don't, do. I don't get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I'll do is, Nick, what I might do this. I've now set the timetable. It's either the day after or the day after that. So I'll give it yeah. a two-day range two day max. to take a break from eating the same thing two nights yeah, in yeah. a row totally yes. and then go back. Yeah. I was so proud of myself because I had leftovers twice this weekend. I got pizza on Friday night, and I ended up eating it for lunch and dinner on Saturday. And then on Sunday morning, we had bacon, and I had used the bacon later on that night for a BLT. I was proud of myself because I'm no- normally not... I'm not good at eating leftovers. So, you know, I'll put something in the fridge and forget about it. If it's something like, uh, if it's something we made at home and it's it's a meat or something like that, I try to incorporate it into another dish. Into okay. your fantasy into life. my fantasy life. <laughs> 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 I apologize <laughs> for incorporating my leftover chicken into my fantasy life. So, I, you got I'd like it. to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating <laughs> them into my fantasy life. You know what I won't do leftovers anymore? I won't eat leftover. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Lagan, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Uh, Chinese food. I just don't feel like oh, it. Oh, man, I, really? Yeah, yeah, I don't, you don't like, feel like it what? I don't like the way the chicken microwaves, and I can't eat it cold. Oh, that's, I the, eat best, cold. Mike, yeah. that's the best left. I'll eat it cold, yeah. too. No, I, will, I would microwave a microwave and eat it. I, yeah. I, I know some people recoil in horror at microwaving It gets rubbery, things. man. I tell you what, the air fryer is another option. Yeah, yeah I can't air fry um, you can't? Chinese. Chinese. Well, I don't air fry Chinese food. Case, I'm with you on the microwaving the chicken. Why oh. don't you put it under a terrarium light and heat it up that way? No. Because I don't have one. Damn it! I, don't have a train. Uh, I know you're. You would be too impatient to do this, but you can. You can throw it into a pan and heat it yes, up that way. That's the best way. Or you can throw it into the oven as well. So that's another we, way to heat up. We will go to places based on and with the foreknowledge that really we're going there to get the take the leftovers that we will enjoy much more on the reheat. So we assign a high value to the reheat factor. All right, you can only pick one. What is the best food to that reheats in the microwave? 
For not, me, not pizza. None. Definitely not. I'm um, fine with pizza in the microwave, though. Though having it done properly is much better. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe nachos. In what? the microwave? Then the chips are soggy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What the hell is wrong with you? Clams? <laughs> what about clams? Not clams. What if you put uh, new... Here's what you do, Kathy. A new salmon. Okay. You put uh, uh, fresh chips underneath and then new cheese on top and then... Some- no, you can't. So no. No. This is awful. No. Just make new nachos. Nick, yeah. I could do nachos in a microwave. Okay. No problem. Yeah. No I could do I, french I, fries in a microwave. You need a fork. What? French fries? Absolutely. I'm fucking... What Casey says, I think Chinese food is easily microwavable. I think yeah. it's very... I think it's one of the best. Yeah, because there's so much flavoring in it. I feel like it masks the rubber chicken case. Yeah, no, I, I would go with uh, spaghetti. I think spaghetti probably No, it dries here, out. Here's, here's my, you no. wanna, uh, I'm going to give you another uh, per- food person tip here, Kathy. <laughs> when you go to a Chinese place, if the if the chicken they use in the chicken lo mein or the chicken chow mein is the same as they use in the chicken and broccoli, that's uh-huh. a top flight place. Is it different okay. chicken? Sometimes because they they use different they use rubbery chicken for the uh, for the you know like chicken chow mein right but the, you can't get away with that for the bro- for the broccoli and, and chicken, chicken. Huh. yeah well now I want Chinese food Chinese food is is bizarrely high in calories but I love it oh it's not bizarrely yeah <laughs> it's, it's blatantly well, yeah so many obviously. I guarantee you so many people think well that's got to be healthy right why because right. it's Chinese yeah no I don't yeah. I think people can recognize that it's terrible. I don't know I know what you're saying it's vegetables and it's, oh, it's yeah. meat I, I, you know, I read so. an article it was the, the the foods that people most often associate with low cal and that's where the the, yeah. the notion of the Caesar salad came up and yet though we did a little extra investigative uh, uh, reporting here yeah. and found out it's it's actually not that bad. And why are water chestnuts not used in more dishes? I mean, they're used in Chinese meals all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think, by far the most unsung vegetable out there. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he has spoken. Done. I have spoken. Right. I love pine nuts. Uh, we Those are really high in calories, is that a vegetable? by the way. Very high in calories. No, it's not a vegetable. It's a nut. All right, so Damien nut, cash nut, I nut. I need to shut down the survey. It's got to close. Yeah, we're done because we we have money to give away. And we have tickets to give away with MMR's concert cash, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with that and the bizarre file on top of that. And don't forget, we have a secret text word today, the Metro Diner uh, dining card. So uh, make sure you text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. 33 WMMR presents Concert Cash. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Plus, tickets to MMRBQ this September. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash ticket window. Get the keyword. Enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app. You can also text it to 45911. Each winner from MMR gets a grand in cash. And two tickets to MMRBQ in September. See official rules at WMMR.com. It's Concert Cash. Sponsored by Meineke. Tires, brakes, batteries, and more. Doing car care right. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we'll do the beat file right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by uh, Painting Pups. Uh, they deliver the highest quality craftsmanship and service when painting your home. Ask about 0% financing options, and you can book a free estimate today at paintingpups.com. Well, two men were arrested Monday on charges that they helped establish a secret police station 
in New York City on behalf of the Chinese government. And about three dozen officers with China's National Police Force were charged with using social media to harass dissidents inside the United States. I was just reading an article about this. There are a couple of those across the country. A Preston. secret police yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the case is a part of a series of Justice Department prosecutions in recent years aimed at disrupting Chinese government efforts to locate in America pro-democracy activists and others who are openly critical of Beijing's policies and to suppress their speech. It's effed up. One of three cases announced Monday concerns a local branch of the Chinese Ministry of Public Security that had operated inside an office building in Manhattan's Chinatown neighborhood before closing last fall amid an FBI investigation. Uh, the two men who were arrested were acting under the direction and control of a Chinese government official and deleted communication with that official from their phones after learning of the FBI's probe in an apparent effort to obstruct the inquiry. Their names were Starsky and Fong. Oh, no. How did they not pick up on that? Uh, though China is believed to be operating secretive police outposts in countries around the globe, Justice Department officials said that these arrests were the first of their kind anywhere in the world. A man revealed how he felt something moving after sleeping the night with a massive spider hanging in a very un- oh, in a very vulnerable place. Uh. The brave lad took to TikTok to share a chilling video of the huge huntsman spider nestled in his underwear. Oh. While sitting on the toilet, he showed 240,000 followers the big brown spider tucked away into the waistband of his boxers. Yeah, I love your balls. Uh, the Aussie <laughs> said, I woke up this morning with something moving in my pants and this huntsman spider was sleeping against my gonads. Those things are enormous. Remi- remaining surprisingly calm and still, the man slowly zooms into the giant body of the scary arachnid. He said, I thought I felt something moving. The Nightmares clip has been viewed more than 4.5 million times. Uh, and viewers were understandably left their jaws on the floor as the Huntsman Spider is one of the largest in the world, and they are also venomous. Their bite can cause heart palpitations, swelling, nausea, and heartaches, uh, but are not often fatal to victims. Uh, Huntsman Spiders live in warm, tropical climates across the world in places such as Australia, Asia, Africa, and the Americas, and the Mediterranean Basin. A German photographer has turned down a prestigious prize after revealing his winning photograph was created using artificial intelligence. This is happening more and more. Boris Eldigson was named the winner in the Creative Open category of the Sony World Photography Awards with his black and white photograph called Pseudomnesia and the Electrician. Uh, the image shows a young woman standing in front of the camera while an older woman stands behind her. However, a week after he won the prize, he shared in a statement on his website announcing that he would not accept the awards. He said, I applied as a cheeky monkey to find out if the comp- if the competitions are prepared for AI images to enter, and they are not. Well, mister, there's no room for cheeky monkeys here. Uh, we, he said, we, the photo world, need an open discussion. A discussion about what we want to consider photography and what is not. Is the umbrella of photography large enough to invite AI images to enter, or would this be a mistake? There's a whole series of questions involving art and what is art. And if if AI is simply containing um, artistic things done by humans and then regurgitating them back into new art, is it then still art once removed? Yeah. I don't know! <laughs> Eldigenson said that, who specializes, by the way, in photo and visual art, said that he hoped... To speed up this debate by refusing the award. Rumpf. In uh, North Carolina, Carowinds Amusement Park officially say 
that or officials say a 13-year-old boy got stuck in a claw machine on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. The teen was attempting to <laughs> steal from the claw machine located in the thrill zone. This happens every now and then. Yep. Uh, usually it's some kid trying to reach in there to get something they... Well, I guess, yeah, trying yeah, to snag something. Steal. It's still trying to steal. Uh, the boy climbed into the machine and was unable to exit, prompting a response from the medical response team. Uh, the child exited the machine. We're looking at a picture of him. Uh, the machine shortly after and was given first aid before turning to his guardian. Uh, it's unclear if the teen faces any further action. There was one. From like, Carolyn's officials. Like a classic, like a real small one you'd find, like, you know, almost impossible to figure out. You remember the classic pictures from years ago we reported on yeah. it and i did like a michael jackson thing but the the um the kid somehow managed to get to the small compartment that the yeah. prize comes out of listen yeah. i get it they're so frustrating that sometimes you're like i'm yeah. going in there and getting it yeah we should put marissa in one sometime <laughs> yeah she's our smallest staff member let me just see if people can get her out of there all right and then finally one more story and we'll end with this a man is facing charges after police say he illegally practiced dental work in a hotel room all right <laughs> Danbury police said that officers responded to the La Quinta Hotel for reports of dental work. The officers found a man who said that he was conducting dental referrals. And listen to this. So, um, yeah, when they uh, when officers entered the occupant's room, they found an impromptu operating setup with dental drills, suction machines, portable x-ray machine, bottles of amoxicillin, and other medications were also fine. And authorities said while officers spoke to the suspect, a man left the bathroom with gauze mouth. <laughs> oh my God! He told police he just had dental procedure done. Sorry, I just got it done, and he's running out of there. Hugo Morales. You know where the ice machine is? Uh, Delima was arrested and charged with practicing dentistry without a license and illegal sale of prescription drugs. Uh, he's being held on three hundred and fifty thousand dollars bail. Jesus, and that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. You got roughly five minutes left to enter our special word for MMR's concert cash. And that word is lead, or lead, L-E-A-D. Either one works. Yes. L-E-A-D. So you have five minutes left, so make sure you get on that now. In the meantime, if you've already done that and you want to make sure you win something, there's another shot for you to grab something for free now. We have a $50 Metro Dining Diner Dining Card. Uh, and it's a secret text word. Kathy, what number call are we going to take? Seven. Seventh caller at 215-263-WMR. If you know the secret text word, you get the prize. Give us a call. Come back with it. Trash and music news, too. Stay there. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? The Air Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Prestonandsteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to go to the phones. We're looking for caller number seven uh, to give away the secret text word. And it's James that we go to. Hey, James, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Uh-huh. Thank you, James. All right, so we gave you, uh, we sent out a secret text word. I need to know what it is. What is it? Eggs Benny. Eggs Benny is correct. Yay! Yes. Uh, hang on, Woo! James. We'll get your in frame. I know I don't have the sound effects. He's, he's, Casey's he's, not it's in here. It's sort of thing. I scream. 
Go he had, upstairs. He had to go upstairs? We had to go long, and then we had to go upstairs. Uh, Are you kidding? To the bathroom. bathroom. Down the hall was being worked on. All right. Hey guys. Uh, so we're going to set up James with a $50 Metro Diner dining card, and then our random texture was Tara Curtin, who is from Warminster, PA. So Tara, will set you up with that, too. Metro Diner dining card. Congratulations to you. All right, now we're going to give away something else. Today's lesson question uh, the prize we have is a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And the question we will ask this morning is, what is the newest prison euphemism for cocaine? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer? What is the newest prison euphemism for cocaine? We had a caller uh, called in and enlightened us to this. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers, Viraggio Bridal Sale, April 27th through the 29th. New inventory and brand new designs. You can save hundreds, even thousands on the ring of her dreams. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, rapper and OnlyFans personality Bad Baby got her new boyfriend LaVon's name tattooed on her chest. This tattoo is forever, Bad Baby shouted to reporters as she entered a clinic to have it removed. (laughs) Kylie Jenner and not-so-secret boyfriend Timothy Chalamet were spotted sharing a taco in her car after attending an art show on Friday. Chalamet was reportedly seen on his stomach eating the meat while Kylie laid on her back holding the lettuce out of the way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, Will Smith was all smiles on the set of Bad Boys 4 as they officially began shooting the movie on Wednesday in Atlanta. Smith says it was a joy to see so many familiar faces and then slapped them. And that's your Hollywood (laughs) All righty, we'll see if we can get someone on the line who knows the answer to this question. What's the newest prison euphemism for cocaine? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Jack, see if he knows. Hey, Jack, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jack, the newest prison euphemism for cocaine is? Diet powder. Yeah. <laughs> Diet powder. I think I want to try me some of that cocaine. Jack, hang on a second. We're going to get your info, and then we're going to give you, my friend, a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And Sunday, brunch is on the menu of Bonefish Grill. A feast on new savory selections like frittatas and Grand Marnier French toast sticks. Uh, that pair with a collection of shareable sangria and margarita pitchers. And you can visit bonefishgrill.com for all the information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. I don't pass a miss a lot. Fair enough. All right, so it's brought to you by Horizon Services. They made over 20,000 air conditioner repairs last year that could have been avoided with a Horizon tune-up. You can avoid repairs and lower cooling bills with Horizon's No Breakdowns Guarantee. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. Bruce Springsteen is finally getting his own official day in his beloved home state of New Jersey. They've never given him an official day? Not that I know of. Governor Phil Murphy confirmed this news over the weekend at the American Music Honors event. This event was held at the Bruce Springsteen Archives and Center for American Music, which is located on the campus of Monmouth University University in West Long Branch, New Jersey. By the Just way, I want to say it's an honor to have it on the same day as National Crouton Day. Huh. 
Bruce was actually born at uh, Monmouth uh, Medical Center. So, really? yeah, uh, appropriately, Bruce Springsteen Day will fall on September 23rd, which is the music icon's birthday. The official proclamation of the day highlights Springsteen's many accomplishments. Among them are selling 150 million albums worldwide to various awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, Governor Murphy noted that when announcing Bruce Springsteen Day, he said, Truth be told, I know my place in the hierarchy of New Jersey. After all, I may be the 56th individual to be called governor, but there will ever only be just one boss. Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long to do that. Yeah, me too. Fans are already raving about Metallica's just-released new album, 72 Seasons, and guitarist Kirk Hammett spoke to Guitar World magazine and gave a track-by-track breakdown of the entire set for fans. Uh, When discussing the tune Chasing Light, Hammett revealed his love and uh, deference to his early inspirations. He said, players like Jimmy Page mean so much to me, so I was definitely tapping into that. And it's going to be a sad day for me when he's gone. I hate to bring up Jeff back passing, but it hit me hard. I had a relationship with Jeff. He was one of my favorite players. And I've realized that very soon what's going to happen is that what happened in the 1960s with all the jazz giants who left us. I'm kind of preparing myself mentally for times like that. All I want to do is carry on their legacy through my playing, and you can hear that on this album. Regarding the song You Must Burn, Hammett shed light on the power of James Hetfield's playing and writing. He said there's a melodic riff in there with no singing over it, and it's just so great and so effing beautiful. It's one that James came up with, and when we first played it, I actually said to him, Bro, I think this is one of the greatest riffs you've ever written. Thanks, bro. He said, Honestly, it's the best riff I never wrote. And I love it so much, and I'm so happy that at least one of us came up with us, he said. Uh, Steve, you mentioned uh, Timothy Chalamet in the trash. Yes. Um, He will star as Bob Dylan in the upcoming biopic titled uh, Complete Unknown. The movie is based on Elijah Wald's 2015 book, Dylan Goes Electric, yeah. which focused on Dylan's historic July 25th, 1965 electric set. I mean, they, they, I'm sure they get confused all the time. Yeah. He'll challenge me, I'll walk into yeah. a place, and they go, Mr. Dylan, your table's right here. Um, and A Complete Unknown was the name of the, the uh, film, which began shooting in August, will feature Chalamet doing his own singing. Wow. Uh, James Mangold will direct the movie, reveal the key figures in Dylan's story, such as Joan Baez, Woody Guthrie, and Pete Seeger will be part of it. And the Searchlight Pictures project was first announced three years ago. The script is to be written by Jay Cox. Do you think they might switch their roles in the new Dune, the third movie? (laughs) Have uh, Dylan play Paul? Mm. Might be kind of interesting. Yep, have him. It's a big worm. Age dramatically. Comes up with saying. It's like that movie Tremors. Kevin Bacon. All right, I'm going to throw this in here, uh, and it's not really MMR music, but I I thought the players on the show would appreciate this. Boy George with Culture Club are hitting the road this summer with special guest Howard Jones in Berlin. Oh, that's right up my alley. For a 25-city tour dubbed the Letting It Go Show, and they are going to be in Philadelphia July 30th at the Pavilion at the Man. So I've seen uh, Culture Club, and I've seen uh, Howard Jones. I have not seen Berlin. Yeah, so uh, tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. local time at LiveNation.com. So I just thought that's kind of a fun throwback show. That is pretty cool. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, music news for you. 
All right, uh, we're going to go to a caller on the line here real quick. I'm going to go to Gabe, first of all. Hi, Gabe. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Gabe, I hear there's reason to celebrate, right? A little bit, yeah. What's that all about? Well, I just won $1,000. That's fantastic, Gabe. MMR's concert cash and tickets to the MMRBQ. Hey, Gabe. Hang on one second. Stay right there. I want you to meet somebody, okay? Yeah. Okay, let me go to the phone line. Hi, uh, is this Alex? It is. Hey, Alex, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Alex, can you do me a favor? I have you conferenced on with Gabe. Can you tell Gabe what happened to you at 8 o'clock this morning? Yeah, man. Uh, I got a call from Beasley, and I, too, won $1,000. <laughs> A twofer. They both got in touch. Oh my god, that's crazy! So it must have, it must have happened when the, we were doing the Foo Fighters thing, uh, right? It, it happened mid Foo Fighters, <gasps> so we didn't get a chance to go back to. <laughs> what? Okay. What? Uh, all right. First of all, uh, Gabe, where are you from, man? Deptford. From Deptford, New Jersey. All right, Alex, where are you from? I'm from Belfont, Delaware. Oh, my God. We're right next to each other. Jersey and Delaware. I love it. So, listen, we just wanted to say thank you guys for listening and congratulate you. We have $1,000 for you. So, uh, you know, what can we, and MMRBQ tickets. First two members of the $1,000 Club. I know. Yeah. yeah I love for it. For today. Yeah. Gabe, do you want to congratulate Alex? Congratulations, Alex. <laughs> and Alex, you want to congratulate Gabe? Congrats, Gabe. Yeah, I, think we, oh I think we started a bromance. Yeah. Best buddies. Best I think this was meet cute. Yeah, it's absolutely. All right, guys, way to go. $1,000. That easy wow. from MMR's Concert Cash, and we just gave away $2,000 and four pairs of tickets to the MMR BQ, and everybody's happy. We're changing lives here. What are we doing over here? So Yeah, and now they're best friends. They are best friends for hey, life. Do you remember when we met on the Preston and Steve show? <laughs> do I ever, buddy? All right, so the next chance to win is coming up at noon. Jackie Bam Bam is going to have your opportunity. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Hang out, all right? Finally, MM Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, special guests, A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger 11, MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77, and the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wednesday morning, coming to a close on the program. Uh, we just gave away a whole bunch of money. Had a couple of, a couple of great callers buzz in and let us know they won $1,000. That continues on today, obviously, in the rest of the week. We don't miss uh, MMR's concert cash. And uh, we had a chance to play some new Foo Fighters music for you today. We did, twice. And it was really, really good. Solid music. Uh, so we're happy to have some uh, some new stuff that we can premiere for you here on the President's Steve Show. A lot of times it doesn't happen during our program. It happens later in the day. But so we got that little treat today. Yep. 
Very, very nice. Um, Jackie Bam Bam is here. How do? How we doing? We doing good. How are you, man? Oh, I woke up to that great news. I heard the Foo Fighters. I'm like, who is drumming? So, uh, yeah, it broke Dave. today. That was yeah. great. Was that Dave? That's yeah, Dave. That's the word. Yeah, I don't know who's... He, Dave's on that track. That's all I know. Okay. I don't know about the rest of the album or what the, the tour is going to mean or any of that as of yet. But uh, before we get to Jackie, I do want to mention this. Uh, Marissa found this out tonight. Uh, do you remember the guy, Tyler... Uh, from Coco's Pizza in Aston yes. that we had on. Yeah. He's a guy who uh, stopped the the, the uh, car thief. Yeah. Um, so he is also a bartender. He's guest bartending tonight <laughs> at Coco's Pizza. And 10% of all the bar and dine-in sales are going to go to the Brookhaven and Aston Township Police Department. So they're doing a fundraiser oh, tonight. That's awesome. So it's from 5 to 8. And uh, Tyler joined us uh, for a live chat about the incident. If you missed it or you want to watch it again... We have it posted now on PrestonAndSteve.com. He was hilarious. He's great. Uh, so tonight at Coco's Pizza in Aston, 5 to 8, stop by, meet Tyler, uh, and uh, some of the money's going to go to Brookhaven and Aston Township Place. So I just want to mention that real quick. All right, dude, you ready for the letter of the day? We are ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter is Y as in yummy. All right, and we have two more letters to go, and then we give away our prize. $500 from the Bagster. The Bagster. Uh, the Bagster is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. And you can go buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and then simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with the Bagster. Dumpster in a bag. Uh, besides, new Foo Fighters today. What else you got cooking, man? Uh, also in my bag, your next chance at uh, $1,000 and then the barbecue tickets. So we'll do that at 12 noon, uh, concert cash word, and we'll do it again at 3 when Brand arrives uh, on the docket for Workforce Blocks. It's the Doors, 52nd anniversary of L.A. Woman. Wow. We'll track through that. We'll talk about Jim leaving uh, during the recording session. It's the fourth anniversary of uh, Cage the Elephant Social Cues. It was a Pierre Presents at the Armour Music. A call. We'll dig into the massive vaults in the MM archives. And what a story. I spoke to Billy Idol last night from the Hard Rock in Seminole, Florida, is it? Or the, yeah. And uh, what a story behind that. Bill gives me the, the number. Like, you're going to call this number, you're going to ask for this room number, and you're going to ask for this fictitious name. I'm like, are you kidding me, Bill? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to speak to Billy Idol. And stoked, of course, co-headlining the MMRBQ. We'll play a block. We'll play back uh, some of my interview. And we have credit Van Fleet tickets. You texted out uh, uh, him recording some IDs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was clearly having a blast. So he, he was. I'm looking forward to that interview. He's like, I can't say MMRBQ or something. I said, don't worry. I'll, I'll cut and spice it up for you. But he was super stoked. All right. So you're going to hear some of that today on Jackie's show. Thank you, sir. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you by Sequoia Outback, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. DeckSupplies.com. Also brought to you by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal. Veteran-owned, visit jdog.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, it's 420. Uh-huh. I'm sure we'll chat about that, and we'll also have more chances for you to win money and tickets. MMR's concert cash contest continues. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 b
What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.